Everybody, welcome to Murder Moose. Uh, I am Rod, and Josh is still out of commission, so I brought my good dude uh, Jerry in here to come talk about horror with me, and uh, we're going to be talking about Malignant tonight. But Jerry, how the fuck are you, my friend? I am doing great. Thank you so much for asking me to be on this. I am so stoked to talk about this movie. Yeah, dude, I am too. Uh, it's it's going to be super, super interesting. Um, dude, you, uh, I think you... Uh, I, f- I found you through uh, Andy and, and Brian doing uh, the Dead in Santa Carla, and I was so stoked because you're another guy that's uh, – your talents are very – they're very, like, in my wheelhouse of, like, interest. Like, you're real into music. You you score movies. Um, you score all this stuff. I, I saw you were just turning in a score for an audio book, which is fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you write articles about – horror which is fucking dope so like right up my alley when it comes to interest so i know you've been a horror person for your whole life um you're into you just wrote okay we could talk about this is already adhd because i'm i'm me um you just had an article in the a magazine that had a bunch of contributors about Halloween, right? So Halloween's one of your big uh, franchises, right? Yeah, dude. The Halloween series is without a doubt, and I don't mean this with you know, in, like any exaggeration. It's like the love of my life, right beneath like my, my kids and my wife. Like it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've said this on other podcasts, but I came from a upbringing and a childhood that was really, really abusive. You know, I was a survivor yeah. of sexual abuse as a kid, and my yeah. my stepdad at the time broke my mom's back, and she was in the hospital the whole summer that I stayed with her. So to keep yeah. me away from this dude, uh, she would give me enough money to stay in the theater next door from open till close. Yeah. And this was like, you know, early 80s, mid 80s. So pre Columbine. Yeah. So they didn't really card kids if you had a note. Yep. So I would go in there as a seven year old and watch whatever the fucking yeah. movies are playing. And, I, you know, it, it was such like a very violently abusive situation. And I remember yeah. one day I just walked into the lobby, seven years old. I had no business being in that theater by myself. <laughs> I walked in and I saw this poster and I was just like, wow, what is that? That is the coolest looking yeah. fucking poster ever. And I went in and it was Halloween 4. And yeah. that movie to this day, like ho- the first Halloween is my favorite movie of all time. But Halloween yeah. 4 is the most important movie in my life because that was a movie yeah. that I saw and, you know, it's that movie's basically about this kid who's trying to escape this predator yep. that's coming after her. So like, I found so yeah. much in that, that that became my lifelong obsession. And it's like, I always, I pitch so many articles to so many magazines and it seems like I have to write at least one Halloween related article at least once yeah. every two months. So yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that shit. It's man. It's so funny because like I have that, uh, my childhood wasn't as traumatic, right? Look at that stuff. But it's like, I feel like so many of us who become and grow into adults that love horror, it's it, a lot of times, and not all the time, it's so rooted early on. Like, mm-hmm. it's so rooted on. I, I talk about how 
I remember at some point being in my grandmother's house up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and watching some kind of fucked up vampire movie. I don't know what the fuck it was. Like, I was so little, I don't remember what the fucking movie was. And it, like, being one of those memories, like, from so early on. And uh, I, I think, man, I you ever hear about, like, LGBTQT people talk about things like, like, even, like, Bride of Chucky and, mm-hmm. like, and Seed of Chucky, those stuff that, like, it's all so important to people because it it's that relatability thing, right? Like, we just had, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, Shang-Chi came out. Mm-hmm. And I saw people, like, of Asian descent going, holy fuck, because representation matters, right? And But it's all that stuff where it's, like, that shit, when you can connect with a movie like that and... And especially if you're dealing with shit, like if that's an escape, man, that's like you get to go to and like let your brain click off for a couple of minutes and or, you know. No, totally. Uh, uh, my daughter uh, had a situation a couple of years ago where she went through kind of similar abuse that I had as a kid. And, you know, as a parent, yeah. you, you never want you never you never yeah. want to be in a police station hearing these awful things, you know. Yeah. And she had a really difficult time talking about it whatsoever and for some for some reason like one day she was like dad is there any way that i could watch it chapter two and i was like oh yeah yeah yeah, of course i sat and watched it i watched it with her and there's that scene at the end where they're taking like all the power that pennywise took from them and they're basically cutting him down to size and i was watching that movie and i saw my daughter just lose it and she was screaming screaming the name of her fucking abuser at that movie and that yep. movie helped her more than any fucking therapist did yep. so like i will forever champion horror not not because i love yep. it not because it's the fucking coolest because it is but because yeah you know I, I i've never learned a life lessons from watching the fucking notebook do you know what i mean like yep. exactly there's yeah. every it's, yeah there's, there's there's so many deep things that you could find in in horror films you know like i didn't learn how I didn't learn that feeling emotions was okay for like men until I watched Starman. You know what I mean? Like, like movies are able to like reach into you and like really like make you question how you feel about things. And I think genre films are the best. Yeah. Well, the thing with horror, which is like, it's funny because it's, we talk about it in the show a lot, but it's that, that genre that doesn't have expectations, Mm -hmm. right? People are like, Oh, it's just this little in the corner shit. But that is, it's so much like also a strength because you can do shit like that and people don't have expectations, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, like mainstream media type stuff, right? And you could get rid of shit and you could do shit and go into places that aren't going to fly in regular cinema, right? And it's it, that can be such a thing, man. Like you talk about things like Last House on the Left or, or things like that that yeah. go and touch the rape issues and like that kind of abuse and trauma. And that stuff is so like... It can like be like, oh, this is just trash exploitation, but it's not like that's mm-hmm. not saying that there isn't that kind of stuff. But I, you know, it I it's funny like I have that a similar story with a movie that isn't horror, but like so my wife and I uh, have struggled for a long time to have kids, and we went and saw Arrival. I, have you seen Arrival? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. And Phenomenal. the ending of that movie, that ending of that movie where you kind of relate to what happened. And the loop in what everything that happened. My wife and I sit, sat there and broke down crying in the middle of the theater because of the the child aspect of that. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's that like escape, but it's also that I get this and I it, it 
talks to me directly and it means something to me as a person and horror like doing that is just it's one of the strengths and it's i think it's a thing that doesn't get talked about outside of the horror community right it's it feels like very like we all we're all like the goth kids talking about in our 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 dark corners listening to joy division (laughs) (laughs) life is only it's 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 interesting because like on on the special features like the the making of aliens on the on the alien yeah. box set like Bill Paxton had this really cool thing that I I always remember him saying and it's paraphrasing because I'll I'll probably fuck it up but he says yeah. that kind of like Hollywood always sticks its nose up at horror films when horror films yeah. are what built Hollywood yeah like without yeah. the Universal yeah. monsters there would be no Universal period. Yeah, you think about the movies from the 30s, and it's all horror movies, Frankenstein mm-hmm. and Dracula and all that stuff. And then you go, oh, it's funny because like, what like Mary uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstein, her name always fucking confuses shit of me. But she was just saying something, got quoted saying something about how much she loves horror because people were giving like some of her horror movies like shit. Like, I mean, she was in the the thing prequel, right, or sequel yeah. prequel reboot, and. You go, well, you know, what she went in for and what that movie became were two completely yeah. different things. And it's, again, I hate, and it's something to talk about on this show a lot, but when people, they hire directors and they come in and they go, do this. And then they come in over on top and they fuck things up. They edit things. They force changes. They, you know, they do all these things and you go, well, why are you hiring people to do things? And then well, like they'll they'll choose like very like auteur driven filmmakers, and then yeah. they'll like basically not th- let them be that way. Like I, I forget yeah. the filmmaker's name. I love his his foreign movies, but the the director that did the RoboCop remake, what yeah. he set out to do was second guessed every step of the way to where that, yeah. that dude quit. Hollywood. He was like, nah, dude, I'm going back to my country. Fuck this shit. Yeah. I mean, Rennie Harlan lives yeah. on another island at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, it sucks. And because you could see why, because that, that rebake is so bland. Mm-hmm. It's so like paint by the colors kind of thing. And it is here. What is it? I pulling it up. The remake was done by Jose Padalia. Um, well, dude, you look at it. You look at Chinese directors. You look at Japanese directors that come over here and do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at uh, what, like, uh, the guy who did all the uh, those Hong Kong action. What the fuck is his name? I'm having brain fart. John I can't Wu? think of anyone tonight. John Wu, yeah. And he did like, he did Face Off, which mm-hmm. is a bonkers movie. And he did like, he did Mission Impossible too. But like, he kept like getting fucked with what Hollywood and he said, fuck this. And he went back to China. Like, and does like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you have all these movies and you like, well, that's, that's another thing about horror, right? Horror is usually so low stakes mm-hmm. that that doesn't happen. Right. Like we don't know. I don't think we know for sure the budget of this new Halloween movie, but the last one was $10 million and you go. So in the world that we live in right now, Halloween is coming out. And streaming the same day on on uh, what do you call it? Peacock, uh, yeah. Peacock, yeah. And they don't care because they only have to make like thirty million dollars to get their money back. Mm-hmm. And compared to to Venom that's coming out like a couple weeks before that now, and it's gonna take a hundred million times three or whatever. It's just to be. break it's even, yeah. Yeah, just to break even. You go, 
Well, it it's that world, and then you get in these situations where you have people suing Marvel and Disney because of uh, Black Widow, and because they didn't make as much money as they were supposed to, and that's all this shit. It's like, well, what's well, int- have- what's? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. You're good, man. No, I was just gonna say what's interesting, and this actually has to do with this episode is Blumhouse was made on those safe bets. Like the yeah. the first few films that Blumhouse did, they had this very genius model that Jason Blum came up with. You know what? I'm gonna give this filmmaker, this develop, this established filmmaker, a very small budget yeah. and say, do whatever the fuck you want. He yeah. gives James Wan. A million and a half dollars, which is so small by today's standards. Go yeah. make this movie, The Further, that became Insidious, for a million yeah. and five. It pulls in over $90 million. Or he gives yeah. Rob Zombie like a million or two to make Lords of Salem. And it's yeah. the – I know a lot of people don't like it, but I think it's his fucking best movie. Dude, that movie I is love perfect that. to me. Yeah. And like Dude. there was no gamble because it costs so little that even though it bombed and nobody liked it, you know, who gives a shit? Yeah. Dude, that movie, and I think we were talking on Twitter a little bit about this. Like, I that movie, if you watch Halloween two after before that movie, you can see what he was doing with mm-hmm. Halloween two. And I, I mean, I'm sorry, like I didn't watch Halloween two for like a decade after it came out in theaters. Halloween two is a fucking dope movie. It's just the whole Michael Myers thing is is like people are like, oh, this is not well. You know what, fucking. Goddamn, the Weinstein brothers did to Zombie, man. You yeah. hear what they fucked with him. And I'm sorry, Zombie doesn't do fucking like the the regular horror movies. He does zombie horror movies, mm-hmm. and it's like it's we. I went back and I like one of the shows on the the network was doing a Halloween retrospect for the like the last couple months, and I went and talked about the two zombie movies. I actually find the first one way more boring than H2 now mm-hmm. because it's so like the beginning is so bad and the uh and the the ending is pretty good but it's the condensed original yeah more brutal see i and, i hated those movies when they first came out yeah and, and i i'm yeah. to be honest i'm still not a fan of his first one whatsoever yeah but yeah. Ho- rob zombies halloween 2 has grown on me so much yeah. in the last year or two that i'm finally yeah. to the point where i could disconnect the name halloween from that movie if it was called yeah. anything else that movie would be a fucking classic to so many people yeah. that movie had and i just showed my kids just the beginning of that movie because yeah. I mean, my, my kids are fairly young, so I'm not going to, like, show, yeah. you know, like, maybe Rob Zombie movies, it's, not yet. But that hospital yeah. sequence is it's fucking brutal. amazing. Yeah, and, it's really, really good. And that movie, yeah. like, what I like about that movie that I've only, like, recently in the last year or two really understood is that everything that people hated about the first movie, it seemed like Rob Zombie was like, oh, you didn't like this? Well, here's that in spades. Like, yeah. and there's even jabs about critics in Halloween too. Like that Halloween yeah. two is a hundred percent Rob Zombie saying, "I'm gonna do whatever the fuck, fuck I want. Fuck the yeah, Halloween exactly. series. This yeah. is my movie." Yeah. And I think it works and, on like that. It and you know what I found I found out this because my buddy, uh, my buddy Sean, who was like, he's like, "You have to watch Lord Salem," and it was one of those movies that wasn't like streaming for a while mm-hmm. in any place particular, and I ended up finally watching it. I'm like. Holy shit, this movie's fucking cool as shit. Mm-hmm. And it's zombie getting to be zombie, which yeah. is what, 
is so impressive about that movie. And that there's a scene in that movie where she's walking past her kitchen and there's just a fucking demon sitting yeah. in the corner that is just like terrifying, like, man. It's burned into my memory because of it being such a weird scene. And like it has some of the stuff where zombie still like to this day hasn't been like great at writing characters. Oh but no, that he's movie, bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it it's that vision he has and that like the eye he has from like, you know, directing music videos and doing all the stuff he's done over the years. Mm-hmm. And you go watch H2 again after watching Lord of Salem and you go, oh fuck, this this like all that stuff is like you see it like, and there are problems with H two, right? Like Malcolm McDowell's character is like as Loomis is. It's I don't bad, know yeah. what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was doing with that. But like, there's so much to like in that movie. And the overhead, like he was doing these overhead like drone shots in yeah. the movie that are beautiful, beautiful. Like him, like zo- like uh, my Michael walking through those fields as like the homeless oh, hobo. Yeah, he sees that yeah, billboard. It just, the way yeah, it's shot, it's yeah, just, it's great. That and like, yeah, and, uh, one thing about Lords of Salem specifically is like a lot of the complaints about Zombie not knowing how to write characters. Like, I agree with those, but I think yeah. that movie is where he kind of locked into his is really like, like really strong parts of what he does right. Because yeah, there's one yeah. scene in that movie that blew me the fuck away in the theater. And it wasn't anything visual. Yeah. It's a very soft, quiet moment where uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips' character is on the, the kind of pier and he calls Heidi yeah. to check on her. And out of nowhere, in the middle of this fucking bonkers movie, there's one of the like sweetest, most endearing yeah. moments ever. And I was like, wait, yeah. what? What? Like, this is a <laughs> Rob Zombie movie? And there's even a lot yeah. of that. And I know Three from Hell gets a lot of shit, but I mean, I, I yeah. fucking love that movie. But there are a yeah. lot of like really quiet, introspective moments in Three from Hell yeah. with these awful characters. Like for a, for yeah. a few seconds, you kind of sympathize with them. I think yeah. he's getting better. Yeah, I think like I think one of the things he does that I really enjoy as a filmmaker, he goes into that when he does black and white, it's impressive, mm-hmm. man. Like and it's like, have you ever seen the the mist like? version that's all black oh, and white. Oh dude, I prefer that. It is so yeah. so great. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where you do black and white. It's why the lighthouse, one of the reasons the lighthouse mm-hmm. is so special, right? And it's you do it and it just has that special feeling, right? And there are like it it harkens back like I don't like there are a lot of like older Hollywood movies. We talked about the the Universal Monster stuff. Like I I think the mummy is boring. I know a lot of people like the original from the 1930s is kind of a boring movie, and I I know it's just me and my modern ADHD. With no, dude, I'm so glad you said that because I've <laughs> never liked that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my wife is a mummy fanatic, like the the Brendan Fraser one. So we I watched it with her like five or six years ago. I'm like, this movie is kind of boring. Um, it's again, it's it's different expectations for different times, right? It like it, that has a lot to do with it, but. It, it go okay. It, it's it, it's not much is happening for most of this movie, mm-hmm. and you know it's it's funny because I was like t- going back to the older versions. So we talk about *Malignant* here. That's one of the things I really like about *Malignant*, like James Wan doing this, like these hits of the old Hollywood. Like a lot of this movie of *Malignant* feels like it's shot on a like it feels like it's intentionally made to feel like it's shot on a soundstage, right? Like. 
No, um, totally. And like every, I've, yeah. I've read people, and it's such a divisive movie already. Yeah, I've read people yeah. just tear it apart for these amateurish things. And how could James Wan do this when he's a master of this? And they don't fucking get that the dude did it intentionally. You, yeah. like, he almost wanted you to hate the first 15, 20 minutes. Because yeah. when it first oh. when it first started, I I didn't say anything to like my wife or my kids because we watched it together. Yeah. But inside, I was like, oh no. Like, I I was kind of scared that I was going to hate this movie. But then once I realized what it was going for, it completely clicked. The the first 15, 20 minutes, it's it's overly dramatic. The dialogue's bad on purpose. Like, it feels kind of like a Lifetime movie. And that's yeah. that's how he ropes you in. He he's like, yeah. oh, you think this is gonna be that kind of movie? And that's what makes this movie so great to me. You think you know what movie this is, and it fucking yeah. pulls the rug so many damn times. Yeah, like, well, you think about it, man. Like, how many directors change genres and can just fucking kick ass at it? Like James Wan can. Like he did a, a Fast and Furious movie, fucking killed it. Yeah. He did fucking Aquaman. He made Aquaman a badass. He made Aquaman a badass like that movie is dope and it is like like I think like pretty universally is like viewed as the best of those mm-hmm. DC universe movies like of the Snyderverse kind of t- movies yeah. right like he took all this stuff and you go well what I mean how do you make an Aquaman movie and he did it and he fucking killed it I mean he's one of those guys he, he's almost like he reminds me a lot like Tarantino, right? Because mm-hmm. he's got the same kind of career projection kind of bit, like just more on horror instead of like drama. Like started off with fucking Saw. Saw is still one of my favorite horror movies of all That's time. That's great, yeah. And is one of the most well-constructed horror movies like ever. Like I, I enjoyed most of the Saw movies, but the only memorable one is the first one. And... I always go back to with the original Saw and what James Wan and and Lee did. That I watched that movie with two of my roommates in college who weren't horror people, and they were like complaining about the movie. And then the ending happened where Jigsaw gets up, and they're like, "I fucking love this!" and "Oh my god!" and this that kind of stuff. Where it's like you have that kind of effect on movie on people with an ending, and you go, "Holy shit!" This person knows how to make a film. That and like what you know? what was so great about that movie for me is that like when that twist happened at the end of the first Saw movie, the thought that went through my head was like, "This movie is like Alfred Hitchcock if he grew up on yeah. Evil Dead." Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it's like yeah. masterful, and like yeah. the and and the fact that like James and Lee kind of continued to help kind of develop and produce the next couple of ones after that. I think the first yeah. three Saw movies work so well together as far as like a yeah. good you know concise story. After that, yeah. it kind of just you know oh let's see how Chester Bennington's back's gonna get torn off. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like you yeah. know what's. It's funny, man. I went to, so I know a dude from podcasting and like Hearthstone and stuff in the community. And like we ended up being good friends and he was like living in Colorado for a while. He's from Kansas City originally and went to college with the guy who directed Saw 2. So that wasn't a fucking script oh, wow. that yeah. anybody wanted. Mm-hmm. And it was another one. It was kind of like the Hellraiser things where they took the script and they made it a Saw movie. Yeah. But they did a really good job with it. And that movie's still like, I might have the cringiest thing of the whole series for me, like for me to watch, like the the, the needle pit, the needle pit, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's like it's like, Ugh! and but man, they uh, they uh, they did a good job with that, and they like 
there, there's other things I like. Like I don't hate any of those movies. I think some of them aren't as good, but like I appreciated. Uh, what was it? The Jigsaw more than like I, I think a lot of people. Yeah, did. yeah, me I too. I thought Jigsaw was pretty entertaining. Entertaining. I can't talk, but. Um, <laughs> So it's it's funny because man, my connection with it's a white one of the reasons why I wanted to do independent and and foreign horror stuff because some of my favorite stuff is real like in the theater the scariest like the couple scariest theater experiences I've ever had with horror movies were Blair Witch Project mm-hmm. and Paranormal Activity mm-hmm. and both those movies are done on such low budget yeah and. But just let your fucking brain destroy you, destroy you, and uh, it's kind of like what like James Wan is has taken those lessons from like the lower like you know saw and just kept making movies that had those same qualities just with more and more budget and never you know going nuts with it right i i love how one thing that you know when james wan's going to do a horror film one thing that you know is going to be really prevalent is tension and i love yeah. that like it, it, he yeah. makes you uncomfortable to the point where you're like shit what's gonna happen yeah. and then it doesn't happen and you're you're chill as fuck and then it happens yeah. and then you know you go home crying basically <laughs> no like and like another like gripe and I, I kind of jump around too. Like another gripe that oh, dude, really is like it's been <laughs> on my mind since I read it is people, you know, people ask like, well, how did a major studio let James Wan make this bonkers movie? And people's people's response has been like, well, his last movie made a billion dollars. Yeah, I agree to a yeah. point, but this yeah. is also the dude that had a fucking octopus playing drums in Aquaman. He's like yeah. James Wan's always made James Wan movies, no matter what genre it is. Yeah. Well, dude, and you and I both rewatched this movie. This movie makes the 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 click at the end with like the reveal of what's happening. Mm-hmm. It go back and when you know what's happening, it, you still go, "Oh, this like everything's not a hundred percent clear, but you're pretty clear on everything that's happening in it, and it makes way more sense and it clicks." And I think if people who are like, "Oh my god, Bob," they and they go in and they know what's happening throughout this movie, it, it, like the the flow from the intro to everything else, you're not going what the fuck as much because you understand yeah. where this movie is going. And it's, I think there's so many people who. <laughs> I always think like I went years ago and and, like I don't one of the reasons I haven't gone to the movie theater by us like since they opened up again because my wife and I were Alamo draft house nuts right Mm -hmm. and the last non Alamo draft house movie I went to was uh, it comes at night Um, oh yeah I remember that it with that with the which is just a paranoia like tension movie but we went in in uh, like a four o'clock on a Friday and some drunk dude was screaming at the screen like, during the all the trailers. And finally, the movie started, and he started again. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And then that movie goes, and he goes, I hear the guy go, the guy told me to shut the fuck up for that? Because <laughs> there it wasn't like a monster movie, because, like they kind of had sold it as, obviously. But it was a very just like a character drama, like, yeah. like thriller kind of movie. And it was like, and I'm like, nope, not going back to theaters. And like the Alamo bias hasn't opened up again. And I'm like, see, I'm the same do- way because the closest <laughs> draft house to me is about two and a half hours away. Damn. And yeah. I like I have like the Regal 
uh, membership thing yeah. where you know however movies you want. So my wife yeah. and I like used to take advantage of that a lot before the pandemic, yeah. but. I seriously yeah. can't remember more than five movies that I've enjoyed in the theater in the last two or three years. Like yeah. I, I saw Hereditary twice, uh, yeah. you because know, I guess I needed more, you know, depression. And <laughs> <laughs> like, and both times people were laughing the whole the whole movie. I saw Once Upon a yeah. Time in Hollywood, and I didn't remember half of the movie when I watched it the second time because people were on their phones the whole time. Like my yeah. my worst yeah. experience in the theater, uh, I went to see Lady in the Water opening night. Uh, which I mean, th- that that is the worst <laughs> part of the story. No, <laughs> but like every five seconds, uh, Taking Back Sundays, make damn sure would play out of this teenager's phone. So every five seconds, uh, you would just hear, you know, like I just want to break you. <laughs> and then, like after a while, I'm just like, can you please shut your phone? Yeah. And this little girl turns yeah. around and goes, "It's my mom." And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. But like, <laughs> if it's if it's not like a draft house or it's not like a theater that actually takes that stuff seriously. Like yeah. all these people complaining online about like how sacred cinema is like that's been yeah. broken for me for a while. Yeah. I, I prefer the yeah. theater, but I haven't enjoyed it whatsoever. So if 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 I can have a decent system and a screen set up in my house and, you know, I can yep. put on like mood lighting and enjoy a movie. And the worst I have to yep. do is tell my kid to go to fucking bed because he won't shut up. Like that's yep. a score for me. Yeah, it's man. We I mean, that's like. We're sitting here talking about it, but like all the people don't want to get, and I'm, this is like going off, but like people don't want to get vaccinated. It's the same kind of people who go into theaters because they, the only, only person that they care about is themselves. They're not, they don't care about the people around them. They don't care. You know, it's only about them. And it's the same kind of people, right? It's like, yeah. oh, what, what does it do to me? What, like I, this is my movie experience and it's, it's, you know, I don't know if you did. You ever hear those calls in this? Why I, I loved Alamo, where that chick called and like was complaining about like them kicking her out for uh, being on her phone, and they uh, they just made it into a PSA for Alamo, <laughs> where they're like, "You're on your phone. I'm gonna kick you the fuck out." And they even did it with Darth Vader, and it was fucking. Didn't hysterical. they ban Madonna uh, or someone from Draft L Theaters from getting on her phone? Uh, probably. Like it was it like a big bald brass yeah. move, like move. Like I yeah. think they banned Madonna from Draft L Theaters. <laughs> Who could, Madonna, the the woman who who solely managed to ruin Guy Ritchie's career for a while, is <laughs> right. like is yeah. I mean, you look at Snatch and Lockstock, and mm-hmm. then everything she did, he did while with Madonna, and you go, oh. Are you okay. saying Swept you Away were, isn't a classic? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think I think I think I am saying. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, it's man, like I, I like I haven't seen the only my wife is I like I really enjoy the Marvel movies. I'm not like oh my god i like whatever but my wife and i love them and she's a huge fanatic mm-hmm. and don't like we haven't seen two marvel movies in theater i guess three considering black widow like and it was like thor dark world which we didn't miss much seeing that mm-hmm. one not seeing that one and then like shang chi and black widow and it's like because you can't go to the theater because you don't want to deal with it. And like, especially now in the fucking dude, I've watched, we were talking about wrestling a little bit beforehand. I've watched enough wrestling shows uh, like since like COVID happened where people are supposed to be in mass and you know, they're like chin diapers and shit like that. You know what I mean? And you're like, God damn it. Like, and you then, can't, and, like, like people were pissed. People were super pissed about like the virtual audience. And I understand because yeah. it just felt awkward as fuck. But at the yeah. same time, like if, if, if I see like, a crowd full of like digital faces and everyone's safe. And you know, I, I kind of yep, prefer exactly. that to everyone dying. Yeah. 
Well, that's that's why I, the way AEW did it, I was so happy with because they were like, okay, we're gonna like have our wrestlers and people that we know what they're doing and like test them and do all this shit and like, yeah, it was man, I it just you can't trust people. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the, the lesson that we've learned for sure over the last couple of years. Um, so we'll we'll dive into this a little bit more. I I I have to say though, man, like what. Just like what kind of horror have you been watching lately? Is there anything else like besides Malignant that's like like caught your attention that you've been enjoying uh, lately? Um, like newer stuff. Newer stuff. Uh, I mean, just are you seen for the first time recently or something like that? You know, I thought that I would enjoy uh, Nia DaCosta's Candyman. I thought I would enjoy yeah. it because I love the original. I didn't expect yeah. to be like moved as much as I was. Like, yeah. that movie, and specifically the ending, and I won't spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it, but that... I haven't seen it yet. Okay, yeah. then, yeah, I won't spoil it for you, but there's... Yeah. The whole second half, now, maybe the last quarter of that movie, just breaks your fucking heart and then lifts you up at yeah. the end to where you're just... Like, I, I'm usually a quiet person. Like, I'm kind of uptight yeah. in theaters. Like, if you talk around me, I probably won't invite you to the movies with me again. Yeah. But, like, my kids... I even took my kids to see it and my wife, and we were watching it, and they were super silent. And at the end of the movie... And for some weird reason, we were the only ones in the in the the the, the auditorium. And by the yeah. end of the movie, I stood up and I was fucking clapping. I was so yeah. fucking stoked on that movie that I walked out of that yeah. saying like that wasn't just a movie I enjoy, but this is already like one of my favorite fucking movies. And I've watched it I think twice yeah. since that one, yeah. uh, The Night House. Uh, anyone, I haven't seen that one yet. Anyone that has dealt with like suicidal ideation or a loss of the loved one because of that stuff. It might be a difficult watch the night house, but, uh, yeah, yeah, that, uh, there's a movie that came out about a year or two ago that kind of flew under a lot of people's radars, but it's, it's something I, I I will try to watch a lot. Uh, starfish. Don't know that one. Yeah. It's, it's a movie where like this, this, uh, this woman played by, uh, Virginia Gardner from, uh, 2018's Halloween, uh, she yeah. plays this woman who basically her best friend passed away and it's kind of the end of the world and she's stuck inside this house and there's monsters outside, but it's not a monster uh-huh. movie. And it, yeah. she finds these cassettes basically to play for the end of the world. And it's like this really great genre movie kind of about like loss uh-huh. and like losing someone close to you and dealing with it and feeling like basically yeah. your whole world's ending. It, it, yeah. it was a profound fucking movie. Uh but honestly, mostly, I, I've been having to revisit a lot of older movies for, like, magazine articles. Like, uh, yeah. like I'm, I'm kind of knee-deep in writing a retrospective on Vamp right now for Screen Magazine. And, like, it's, it's from the 80s. Is that the one from the 80s? Yeah. yeah was, I don't think I've seen oh, it. I think I've seen references. See, like, and... what's funny about that is growing up in the 80s, I never watched that movie because the VHS cover was so terrifying to me. Yeah. And when I watched that movie for the first time as an adult, like that movie's so campy and over the top and like neon and like jokey. Like that it, yeah. it's it's like it's almost like a movie that you would like, you know, pizza and beer with buddies, like watching this movie and laughing. Yeah. It, it's it's like a guilty yeah. pleasure. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, you're talking about like you were talking about all these things that are recent, like with like loss and and like, you know, mental strain. Have you seen The Lodge yet? Dude, that <laughs> movie fucked me up, and I love it. Dude, yeah, dude, that movie is. That's one of those movies. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm ever watching this fucking movie again because it's it it's such a kick to the balls. But holy fuck, what a like what a 
what a like a uh, effect that movie had on me and like that was another movie that got real fucked over by the yeah. the pandemic right like um that night what the fuck is that tusk not tusk but that movie is coming out that i guess Lamb? i thought yeah is that the one with like the kid and is like going into the house and like like his father's a monster or something it looks like like i don't even like oh i don't know i'm not I don't Antler. Know Antler oh, antlers yeah that's like a windigo yeah. movie yeah, is that like that's coming out still? Like it's another one of those. Yeah, movies it's finally like, com- it's finally coming out. Yeah. I think next month. Yeah, it's it's basically a movie about the Wendigo, which is like one of my favorite yeah. urban legends. Like that ritual was kind of similar to that. No, yeah. there, there's a new one Did called you- there's a new one called Lamb coming out from A twenty four, and it's these yeah. it's basically this I think this couple that can't have a baby, and uh-huh. this lamb they start dressing it like a kid and it walks like oh, that yeah. and it basically turns on them. Like the yeah. lodge, the lodge gave me a feeling that I've only felt one time before, and that was the first time I saw Martyrs. That w- yeah. the moment it ended, I said, "I don't know if I would never want to watch this movie again, or if I want to <laughs> go out and buy it." And like, I own the yeah. lodge, but I've only seen it once, and I'll probably never watch yeah. it again because it's just so rough. It's Martyrs is one of those movies that's on my to do list, but like that movie is. Like, you can't find that fucking movie. Dude, like, I it had to buy so... an import of it, and, like, yeah. I am still, like, yelling at myself internally for how much I had to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that movie is one of those, like, Josh and I, when we talked about Audition, mm-hmm. like, it was, he was, like, he had been horrified at that movie because it has some kind of, like, legend, right? Yeah. And uh, I think Martyrs is up there. Like, it's, like, with one of those movies, like, oh, it's, like, some people can't handle it and you think of things like that and the one of the movies i, I don't think i ever actually want to watch serbian film yeah i made uh, that mistake <laughs> i had a copy of that movie this is a fucked up story and i'll never forgive myself <laughs> for this ever forgive myself for this i had yeah. a copy of that movie and i watched it once and i was just like i will never get that time back uh i yeah. i'm not happy that i watched it but then i was like yeah. that movie made me so fucking miserable that i invited all of my friends and asked my brother if we could have pizza and a movie at his house. <laughs> and I brought it over to his house and watched it with pizza. One of my friends gets up at the end of the movie and he just goes, fuck Jerry and walked out the door. <laughs> my brother got up and he goes, Hey, I'll be right back guys. And he was like really soft. And my brother's like the most cholo white guy ever. Like he even has yeah. like the smile now, cry later tattoo and low riders and stuff. <laughs> My brother's tough. Like he has seen some shit and he's like, yeah, I'll be right back guys. And he was gone for like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? He came out and I go, where did you go? Dude. And he goes, I just woke up my son. I just wanted to give him a hug. And I was like, what? And like, dude, they didn't talk to me for like a fucking week. Just because I was so miserable by that movie uh, that I just had to make someone uh, else miserable. Uh, and and see, the, the shitty thing about this is I think that movies like a Serbian film are always compared to movies like Martyrs. And yeah. it, it's a bummer because Martyrs, I think, has some really good themes about yeah. what comes after we die. Is there a profound moment or is it bullshit? What, you know, all this yeah. pain that we go through, is it worth something? Yeah. Whereas a Serbian film is a dude sticking his dick in someone's eye socket. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 I, it's, it's one of those movies that you just like, it's kind of like, you know, if the, all the hubbub over over the human centipede when it came out. Right. And like, and you go, and I, to this day, I, I joke that 
and I actually don't even joke. I think the South Park episode, the human centipede, was worse than the human centipede. <laughs> and um, it's pretty tame, but right? Like, yeah, it's not. But like, it's that the idea of causing, you know. And dude, French cinema is fucking whack, man. Like, it's out there. Like, mm-hmm. if like the what is it? Uh, God damn it, my brain is uh, uh, is not is failing to me. High Tension yeah. is one of those movies that is pretty notorious, right? And one of those movies that I'm like, damn, I love this movie. The ending, I, I'm, I'm not like, I don't hate the ending. I think the ending's a little wonky. With, with if you go back and line that yeah, up, yeah. but like that, that and stuff like they, they is really fucked so up. So good, um, but yeah, not yeah. Really. Inside, it's just, it, yeah, Inside is another one of those movies that's on, been on my list to see. That like, I never see it streaming anywhere, and like, I'm waiting till I see it. And I'm like, oh yeah, because that. If you ever watch videos on things like what culture, like they have their own horror channel on YouTube now and they'll bring up inside every once in a while and martyrs. And I try to like skip around. I I knew about inside for a long time before that, but Mm -hmm. like it's never come across it in like a chance to go see it. Um, There's another one that I was wondering if you've seen because of just how talk about feelings in recent horror movies. Have you seen the stylist yet? Yeah. I love that movie. Love it. all I can say that movie, I watched that movie and I was like, this is what would happen if like Michael from the office, like became a serial killer. <laughs> right. Cause like I, I, I literally at one point clo- like covered my eyes like this. Mm-hmm. Cause I was so like, you felt so bad about how this person was interacting with other human beings that you're like, how, uh, eh, uh, and it just makes you feel gross because mm-hmm. like it's that kind of person you're like you know him in real life you're like you kind of you know but that was one of those movies that like I felt like really like I felt like shit uh, after that movie yeah, but in a yeah. good way it has like yeah. you know I, I don't like spoiling things for people but that movie has such a gut punch ending oh yeah to where oh, like yeah. you see it and you're just like oh shit yeah, and like even yeah, like going, and- even going back to like high tension real quick, like my wife hasn't seen a lot of the movies that I grew up grew up on, and even like you yeah. know like like she she watched like a lot of the first movies and different movies. Like she's seen the first Halloween or the first Nightmare on Elm Street. But when yeah. we got together, it, it was kind of my mission to show her all these movies to see kind of the ones that she liked. Yeah. And when I started showing her some of like the French extreme movies and stuff like that, I was pretty scared to be honest because I was like, "Fuck, yeah. am I gonna get divorced?" Yeah. And I showed her High Tension, thinking that she would fucking hate it. And not yeah. even like I think a month or two later, she has this like big kind of flag in our room, and it's like across. It's like a hybrid of High Tension and the cover of Typo Negative's Bloody Kisses album. <laughs> like awesome. you know, and she like she paints shoes of of these movies and stuff, and it's like. Those That's movies cool. can either be so like such a turnoff for people, or they like people just yeah. latch onto them and enjoy them. Yeah, and dude, like, dude, it's, I, it, I, no, I was just gonna say that, like, go, go ahead, yeah, really quickly, like, I love what you guys do on the show, and that, that you guys do focus a lot on foreign and independent movies because even on like you know I used to co-host Pod in the Pendulum, and a lot of the movies, like that whole podcast, the whole theme was basically movie franchises. And after a while, yeah. you really don't want to talk about Joyride 2. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. I come from, like, an independent background myself as far as, like, my taste. Yeah. And it, it's cool to have a show that kind of focuses on that. So Josh does a lot of, like, shorts in, like, Canada and stuff like that and does all this stuff and connected to the Canadian film scene. And that means a lot. And it's, like, man, like, 
no no disrespect because there's a lot of podcasts on this network I really really enjoy in other horror podcasts I follow but like you start seeing like the uh, the like sixth movie talking about jaws or podcasts mm-hmm. talking about jaws or like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or like you're like man I love these movies but like how many times do you want to listen to a discussion about a movie that is like iconic you know and it's it's nothing bad because there's a lot of them that I still enjoy listening to it's just I feel like you talk about stuff that people haven't talked about. And it's like, it hits because people are like, Oh, I've never heard of this movie. I'm not going to listen to this. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. Cause I'm doing this to talk about cool mm-hmm. shit, you know, and have fun with talking about it. Because if you're not having fun doing this, the people aren't going to have fun listening to it. Right? No, I, I agree a hundred percent. Like dude, like, yeah. you know, like I said earlier, Halloween four is the most important movie in my life, but yeah. I have probably been on 12 shows to talk about Halloween four. And I have nothing, <laughs> I have nothing left to fucking say about that movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's man, like, it's the things like I I've talked about like I talked with Alien, I've talked about Alien with uh, uh on Dead in Santa Carla, one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I I still think it's like one of those things where it's weird where like I I don't think Alien especially gets the gets as I feel like people have that like registered as a sci-fi movie and not a slasher movie and just like the same I, I i've had an argument where i have people like i stream on twitch like four days a week and i have people giving me shit all the time because i told them terminator is a slasher movie They're like, no, yeah, it is. And, yeah and i watched it with a member of my community uh who had never seen it on friday she's like he's killing everyone i'm like yeah it's slasher and she's like yeah it is and i'm like it's the same guy so it's mm-hmm. like it's like all that stuff where you go what people's opinions about some of these stuff are a little weird and like it doesn't matter i have a french bulldog named ripley because aliens is alien and aliens are such important movies have you played the board game yet no i just picked it up like three or four days ago i haven't even opened it i'm dying to play that dude my problem with those is like we my wife and i have a bunch of like copies of like ticket to ride and other stuff Mm -hmm. and the problem ends up being it's like especially now it's like all my friends went off and got married like six years ago. Yeah. And like, I don't see any of them anymore. And so many of the, so many of those board games required three, four, five people yeah. to play them. And so it's like, I have so many board games. I've been like, I really want, nope, no, <laughs> no yeah. one to play with. And no, yeah. So it's, it sucks, but man, it's, it's one of those things that board games are, I, especially now I'm like, how many, t- I haven't played a board game outside of some ticket to ride with my wife since the pandemic started what's like, great about what's great about board games especially during the pandemic is uh it's it's helped me i think get closer to my family a lot like yeah we yeah. have i think we have every form of mixtape massacre and <laughs> that is the biggest bonding experience for my family is just yeah. spend hours playing that shit but even like yeah. going back to like the genres and you know people saying the terminator isn't this and, and that kind of stuff I I think that's that I've noticed that happening with Malignant. You yeah. know, James Wan said he wanted to make a movie that was kind of his homage to what he loves about Giallo movies. He never yeah, once said yeah. he was making a Giallo making movie. Making a Giallo. Yeah. And then everyone like I've seen all these people that call themselves authorities on things and that drives me nuts right from the get-go. Yeah. You will never hear me say I'm an expert on something because I feel like yeah. every person has a <laughs> has growth to ha- to be had. And, like, oh, yeah. these people are like, well, you know, it can't be a Jalo because of this. And it's just like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> like, yep. It's, you're putting movies in, in fucking boxes. Yeah. And it's not necessary. It's like, it's the whole, like, I'll give shit about it. But, like, 
the whole thriller, oh, this is a thriller, this is a horror, and it's like, does it really matter? Like, Seven's not a horror movie, but it has some of the most horrifying shit in the world in it because of the subject matter, right? Yeah. Like, and, like, dude, I look back, my dad, when I was, like, a kid, I mean, like, again, like, back when it came out, he took my me and my brother and our, a friend on the street to see 8 Millimeter. Oh, yeah. With Nicolas Cage. Love that one. Because he, he didn't know what it was. <laughs> I think my dad was a gun fanatic, and he think he thought it was a military movie. And nope. And <laughs> that's a thriller that has, you're like, oh, And what's crazy thr- is the, the original script for that was even darker. At the yeah. end of the original script, Nicolas Cage kills himself because he can't recover from what he's seen. Like, that yeah, movie really, is so dark. <laughs> yeah, it's super dark, man. And it's not a horror movie, but you go through a fucking horrible experience because of the shit that's happening. And you mm-hmm. go... Oh, does, does the distinction really matter? It's just it, it's art, man, and it's like it's like a complaining about what Van Gogh is, or like you know, it's it just enjoy the fucking ride, man. It, enjoy it because that's all that fucking matters. Especially like, something like Malignant, because that is yeah. what it is. It's a fucking ride yeah. from start to finish. You don't know where it's going, and yeah. the, uh, when when we were watching it, I was texting my wife because I didn't want to say anything out loud in front of my kids. I was texting her yeah. and said, okay, I have three theories about what this movie might mean. Yeah. Like, what it, what it yeah. might be, what the twists are. And she's like, okay, what are they? Yeah. And I was like, here are my three theories. I'll yeah. be happy if one of them are right, or one of them's right, or even none of them are. But, I, you know, yeah. here they are. And what made this movie so fucking rad, and without giving anything away, is I was yeah. right about all three of them. Yeah. Like, I... Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, really early on, I, I had a what ended up being a partial mm-hmm. correct of the ending. Like it was, I'll tell you when we get to, to spoiler stuff and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Because it was like, they kind of have you, there's so much guessing throughout the front of this movie and you go, Oh, okay. Um, and you kind of feel smart, maybe not smart, but you like, you're like, Oh, I kind of figured this out. And it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, that's cool. Like it, it, it's a good feeling when you mm-hmm. kind of like, because it, there's a big difference between like I talk about it like the 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 last Saw movie Spiral, that movie as soon as the killer came on the screen I was like that's the killer, and it <laughs> made the and the rest of that movie go, oh it's just not like I, I didn't hate it but like it's such a bummer when something is so predictable yeah. like so predictable that you go, why why is this like. That and Chris Rock's acting, man. I, I love Chris Rock, but his acting in that movie was See, okay at best at times. I and, own that yeah. movie, but my yeah. wife refuses to watch it because yeah. I showed her the trailer and she was just like, I can't do this movie because the trailer just <laughs> looks like it's an SNL skit. Like it, it looks like a fake trailer that would be on SNL. Like yeah. Chris Rock, it, like he's a good actor, yeah. but like, why is he in this movie? Yeah. Because he wrote it. That's why. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's. It, it, did you ever see that Saturday Night Live sketch where Jeremy uh, Renner was on and he was making fun of uh, uh, being Hawkeye, where he was like, "I'm out of arrows now. I can't do anything." Yeah. <laughs> During the battle of like mm-hmm. in New York, that's kind of that's yeah. That's a very good way to put it. Like, Chris Rock was like, "Yeah, I, I love it." Yeah. Let me do it. Like, let me do a. Uh, just the IMDb uh, synopsis sure. in the movie, right? Uh, it says Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these wa- uh, waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. 
so I said Brian uh, from Dead in Santa Carla was on last week with me, and we watched this cool little uh, um, Australian slasher movie called The Furies. Um, oh, it's great. Which is on Shout- yeah. And I was like, man, you know what? The, the transition scenes in that movie reminded me of the transition scenes in this movie, mm-hmm, but they're way, they're cool, they're cooler in this movie, obviously. Um, but I was like, man, it's it's weird to see like two movies in a row, like randomly like this, that like we're talking about that like are have like that out of body kind of experience in them, right? Um, then like a lot of gripes about Malignant, like are are reasons that I love it. Like, someone made a jab saying, well, this movie just seems like an Evanescence music video. Like, what the fuck? Sign me up. I'm not even a fan of them, but, like, okay. Yeah. Like, I want to see something weird and fucking wacky. Dude, we have so much shit that's exactly the same in, mm-hmm. like, horror and, like, all this stuff. And, like, I don't understand people going – like, I made a joke and I kind of felt like – this movie felt like someone who thought they were into Fifty Shades of Grey, like B- <laughs> uh, BDSM stuff, and then like someone pulled out a strap on and they're like, "Oh, maybe I'm not into BDSM." <laughs> like that's like kind of like the kind of thing I feel like. Like I'm a horror person, and then they watch this movie, but this like like I feel like it's like a this movie feels like a like a weed out with horror with I don't know, man. Like I don't want to say that it's. I just think this movie is so weird and cool and out there, dude. The the I'm not spoiling the scene. I watched the fucking uh the the police uh uh the police station scene the like yeah. the big action scene scene towards the end, and I went fuck man. This is like I felt like James Wan was directing a fucking Matrix movie, just horror version right. of it for a little bit. And I'm like, he's just doing stuff that he thinks is fuck. There's so much in this movie that is just like you sit there and go, dude. The first time you watch this movie, and the, one of the reasons I got really excited about talking to to you with this, with your background in music, the soundtrack to this movie is fucking weird, but it's really fucking cool. Like it doesn't, it's like one of the more unique horror mm-hmm. soundtracks I've heard in a while. I what I love about James Wan's entire career is that he knows which composer is best at what he wants. Like the yeah. like Charlie Clauser doing the music for Saw, that yeah. you know that is such recognizable music. But like ever yeah. since James Wan hooked up with Joe Bashara, you know yeah. Insidious, The Conjuring, uh, The Malignant. Like I think Joe Bashara's like score work, like his his music in this movie. God, man, like that was the quickest yeah. pre-order of any vinyl I've yeah. ever, I think, done. <laughs> that and my wife with the new Candyman movie, like, yeah, like, oh my God, I love, I love the fucking music in this movie, and it, like, yeah, it, it feels like this weird hybrid of like great, like, you know, like, just, oh man, just a great score, but also like something you could kind of shred on a skateboard to at the same time. Yeah. You know, like I would have killed to have this on a cassette player when I was like 15 (laughs) skateboarding. It's very like, it's almost like if John Carpenter was like, like, like born 30 years after, like, like it's got that. That Carpenter had like a bunch of shrooms. (laughs) Like my, my friend, Chris, my friend, Chris, uh, Chris, he's, uh, in a band, uh, under oath. He he messaged me and he goes, "Hey, I'm about to watch Malignant for the first time. Should I watch this movie high?" And I go, "If you watch that movie, you are high. Like, you know, like 
This well, like this movie. I, I I told someone when I first watched it. I go like I was like, dude, I just watched Malignant. And my friend was like, oh, how was it? And I go, it feels like a movie that was straight to VHS that I rented in like 1992. And he goes, that yeah. bad, huh? Yeah. And I go, no, that good. Like yeah. this movie would be a good double feature with like Scanner Cop three or something like that, <laughs> dude. It's man, it's just a love. Like we talked about it a while, like for Pride Month, we talked about um, this movie called uh, Dur Samurai. Oh yeah, yeah, a, I've seen that. Yeah, it, that movie. It was another movie that was like very like you're like watching this movie and you're like trying to figure out the whole time what is actually happening. And then Josh got obsessed with chopping dicks off because of the, the ending. Of that movie. Rightfully but like, so. <laughs> but like, it's one of those movies where you just like, when you go and you can't stop thinking about a movie after you watch it. Like I think of, I think of going and I watched, uh, the witch mm-hmm. from like at my home. And then like immediately after I watched that, I was like Googling, explanation videos about the ending of that movie not because like i didn't understand it but i was like oh what are people saying and thinking about this and what is like what does it mean and like it's one of those things it was like uh fuck was that movie uh we also we watched a movie uh what the fuck was it called it was about a girl who was couldn't like was having these nightmares what the fuck was it called um and she was in this sleep study oh i think i know what you're talking about uh god and it gets really weird at the end, and you're like, I was like Googling, oh, here, let me, is, we've done so, and this, like I said, this is our 52nd episode, so I'm going to look at this, uh, up this real quick while, um, but it's one of those things where you like, when a movie comes up, like, uh, it wasn't the quiet uh, ones, it, was it? No, it was here, let me see, I'm looking up the episode because I, uh, I want to see what the, man, I hate, do you know? When my brain is like this, because I've had one of those days where it, uh, you go, oh, okay, uh, why is my brain doing what it's doing? But it's been like that all night, apparently. I think I'm tired, but yeah, so it's one of those, here, I'm going to look it up while we, but when you have that experience where you go, this movie is making me think about these things and thinking, uh, what is, what is happening? Why is it making me feel the way it is? That's a cool thing, man. Like it's well, that it's, and like I, I, I hate movies that kind of give you all of their cards. I, I yeah. like movies that kind of like, I, I, I showed a group of friends the remake of Suspiria, and yeah, one of their moms was there too for some weird reason. And then afterwards, their mom was like, "Okay, so what does that movie mean?" And I go, "Well, I don't know. What does it mean to you? Like, I'm not here to explain yeah. a movie." Like. In, yeah, 2000, called, in 2015, I was at Fantastic Fest, and I went to a press yeah. screening of a movie called February. It was called February at the time. And yeah. it was such a fucking insane experience that, like, I had to talk about that movie to, like, the dude I was getting an Airbnb with for, like, at least two or yeah. three hours. And they renamed yeah. it The Black Coat's Daughter, and it came out. Dude, and, that movie is fucking a trip, Oh, dude, that I saw that Fantastic trip. Fest. Like, I watched that movie yeah. three different screenings that week because I just I had to watch it multiple yeah. times to wrap my head around it. I love movies like yeah. that. Yeah. The movie, that movie, yeah, and I think I've only watched it once. I could see wanting to see that twice, twice three times because of the, the timeline of that. Is yeah. fucking insane the first time. I found the movie. It's called Come True that we talked about. Oh, on here. yeah, um, I haven't seen that. I've yeah. heard of that one. It, it's really fucking trippy, but the end of that movie, you're like, you're like sitting there going, what, what, huh? Because it, it like sells itself as one thing. And then it does a really good job of transitioning. It's another like Canadian independent movie mm-hmm. and it's 
fucking gorgeous to look at and has really cool shit. And you're like, oh man, it's another. It's it just leaves that effect on you where you like talking about it, thinking about it, and you're like, what the fuck? And you're like, well, in that you could do do that shit with horror. That's know? really great. I think about movies like Malignant and so many others that yeah. are so divisive because whether yeah. or not you love them or hate them, there's conversations yeah. being had. Like yeah. I I loved Possessor. My wife yeah. oh, fucking hated that, it, but we talked about it for hours. Yeah. yeah, that movie is, it's, man, you go, this motherfucker is like, just like his dad, man. It's yeah. he, like, you go, this guy is doing this thing. What we, we talked about it. There's an episode where we talked about that movie and what we liked so much about it. It was like that movie. It doesn't treat the audience like idiots. It sets you up in this universe and just let you come in and figure shit out. Right. Like it's, you're like, in this established world and you're figuring out and catching up, but it's not, it's not teaching the, or treating the audience stupid. It's going, okay, this is what's happening. And this is where the story we want to tell. You're going to get hints about why this is the way it is. And we're going to explain some stuff as like, as the story tells, but like you're figuring out this character's background and what, why this is happening, why this is happening that whole movie. And it's a fucking ride. Yeah. Man. The movie's, dope that and, and like honestly like especially with like how much uh progress that i think we're all making with like lgbtq uh issues yeah. i think possessor is such a good movie about identity and like yeah so much that like i think there's so many not messages because it's not like a message movie but i think yeah. there's so much like uh stuff in that movie that you could really latch on to and kind of have really good conversations about it yeah, I mean that's that's why like we talk about Dur Samurai. That movie is like that has that same kind of thing, right? Where you're sitting there talking about why this character is doing this stuff, and it's why he has these own what his own opinion of himself is, and mm-hmm. like what he's trying to hide, and what this other character means, and wh- it, that's the kind of stuff where you're just like, man, it's just such a it, that's, that's why I love what Shudder does because Shudder has that movie as one of the like the queer horror like yeah. selections, and how how Shudder curates their movies, man, is so fucking good, man. It's like I just watched uh the the Columnist, um, which is on Shudder now, and which is a it's Dutch, I think, is what it is, mm-hmm. and that movie. Did you ever see Jane Silent Bob Strike Back? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know where they at the end of the movie where they go around finding people that talk shit about him and kick their asses? <laughs> yeah. It's like that, but a horror movie. Wow. And it is fucking, it's like, you're like, I I think the movie was good. Don't get me wrong. But it's not like the, the I think the, the how it was approached and stuff is way cooler than like a lot of, like, it's a simple concept. But man, you're like, this is a hell of a ride. And it does something that I love, which is it has the blood on white. Blood on white is oh, always so good. Yeah, yeah it never like and see I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Halloween six. Like yeah. I'm not gonna talk shit about it, but like I get why people yeah. like it, it's just not for me. But there is one yeah. shot in that movie that I love, and that's when Michael Myers swings the axe at the lady, then all of a sudden that white sheet just gets splattered. Yeah. Oh dude. dude. And what's cool about Shutter like- Uh-huh, good. I was gonna say stuff like Dead Snow. Dead yeah. Snow is if you it, it, the the zombies and snow and blood. It just it just it's that contrast that's so good. No, that's why that's I'm dying. That's why I'm dying for a Friday Thirteenth movie in the snow. And that's what I loved yeah. about uh, uh, Never was it Never Hike Alone. Ne- the yeah, second one. Never hike. Never hike in the snow. Never hike in the snow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that one. I love all of those yeah. so far. But Shutter, like, what I love about Shutter is it had. 
Like, going into it, when it first launched, I kind of had the idea of, like, oh, it's going to be another horror streaming thing. We're going to have the same movies. What Shudder is great at doing is giving, like, lifelong horror fans what they love, but curating a selection of horror films that even someone just coming into the genre could get, like, almost a film school level, like, education on these movies. Like, like, the way that – and I I think he's still there, but the way that Sam Zimmerman kind of helped curate – Shudder from the beginning like that dude yeah. should get a fucking like Nobel Peace Prize for that fucking service yeah dude that movie like there are such I had such like shameless movies I'd never seen and I've seen them because of Shudder like mm-hmm. I'd never seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre before a couple years ago it was just like one of those movies like I was born in 83 so I was born in a couple like, after years after you but like it's one of those things where you just like if you never picked up the VHS you know, in video stores for a long time, you're like, oh, okay. And then just like, it, it might be a while. Right. And, but with shutter does that and they have those movies and you're just like, oh, these are important movies. And they have like necessities on mm-hmm. there, which you're just like, damn. Um, yeah. And it, it just, it, it's the best $6 a month. It like, like Josh and I have been obsessed with, uh, uh, psycho Gorman ever yeah. since it came on there. Yeah. I psycho Gorman movie. is one of the, it's, that movie's so fucking fantastical. I bought the um, uh, the deluxe Blu-ray of it with came with like the trading cards and shit. Oh, dude! And my kids, my kids Hunky keep asking. Yeah, my kids keep asking for them. I'm like, no, dude, you guys are gonna have to get your own. <laughs> dude, that that movie has been like one of those. Like, I think out of 52 episodes now, we've talked about since we saw Psycho Gorman almost every episode <laughs> because we love it so much. That's awesome. That, the Void. The Void is such a cool movie, man. Dude, like the, the one the director I did before do that. not know why more people don't talk about that movie. That movie yeah. feels like The Void felt like Clive Barker, fucking Fulci, everything all yeah. in one. Like, and I, I know that. See, I know that. Like, let's just like going back to Lords of Salem. You know, Rob Zombie yeah. had like he kind of made that movie as he went along. Like, yeah. literally, he was making shit up on the fly. So the, yeah. the the fact that Lords of Salem came out at all as good as it did is surprising. But the Void, they had so many troubles making that movie, and even yeah. the filmmakers aren't satisfied with it. But just as like an audience member, I fucking love the fuck out of that movie. Yeah. So one of my favorites of all time is probably right. It's probably my second favorite horror movie after Alien is the Thing. Yeah. And that movie just gave me Thing vibes, like mm-hmm. like no Thing, like. It's that that movie was I was like, oh, man, I dig this for sure because yeah. of that and just awesome practical effects. And you know what? I do want to it's, it's kind of a good transition back to Malignant because I, this movie had a lot of CGI gore and uh, uh, effects with kills and stuff. But what I love he what James does with this, he knows that they aren't like you can't linger on him, right? He doesn't mm-hmm. do stuff where you're like staring at CGI blood forever. It's like flashes that you go, oh, that looks cool. And you can't sit there and nitpick it and yeah. stare at it for too long because it's that, man, practical effects and horror will always be superior. And like, I don't know what percentage of the uh, effects were practical in this. Like with like, I, I think back to like in the opening like scene the, that guy's arm being broken when he's sticking his and like Mike Mendez like, dude yeah fuck yeah oh was that yeah uh, and man it's it it's just he, James Wan knows mm-hmm. he knows what like because that's the problem right like you only doing practical effects it, practical effects cost 
money because they take time to do. Yeah. That's they're they're not fucking expensive to do, right? Most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's they take time to do. And that's like that's the big deal. And so like you I don't did they shoot this movie last year? I don't even know when they shot this movie. Um I think that they shot I think it was supposed to come out late last, last year. year, but because of the pandemic okay. and stuff. So yeah. yeah, probably right probably around that time yeah yeah but man i it's funny man it was talking about people like my little sister is not a horror person and she she calls me the other day and she goes what horror movie should i watch and i go go watch malignant and she's like i heard it was bad i'm like no it's not and then i heard afterwards that movie was terrible (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i i loved it that's that's all that really matters i was trying to you know i was trying to share something that that i approved of but um, it's that's the problem with like your movie taste, man. Like if someone tells you they like something and they you go watch it and you hate it, like you're like oh, that was terrible. See, like, I not- I love when that happened, or yeah. when that happens. A friend of mine was like, he's like, yeah, I watched Malignant. Like, yeah, what do you think? He's like, I hated it. And I was like, that's cool. And he's like, wait, I thought you yeah. liked it. And I, well, I do. That doesn't <laughs> change how I feel about a movie. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. well, dude. Mm-hmm. It's something to talk about, which yeah. is cool. Like, and then, like, yeah, I know the phrase is overly used these days, but I mean, art is subjective. Just because yeah. I love someone, I love something, I'm never going to tell someone that they're wrong. And that's like yeah. something that I just can't stand about social media. I would burn down yeah. every form of social media I had if it wasn't really yeah. important for like networking and that kind of stuff. Because yeah. most opportunities yeah. I've had throughout the years have been because of things like Twitter or Facebook or things like that. Yeah. But it, it becomes such a just hellscape of people just pointing Negative. their finger like, oh, you liked this? Well, you're a fucking idiot. And it's like, yeah. like well, I, I don't get that. Yeah. Like, it, it's the... It's like telling someone that like you like sushi, so you're an asshole. It's like it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like taste is not universal, man. Like mm-hmm. I give my wife shit because my wife often eats like a six year old. I say she likes macaroni and cheese and like like stuff like that and cheese pizza, but like I'm never actually giving her shit about yeah. it. Right? It's like it's subjective taste. It doesn't matter, right? Like and I don't know, man. Like it's funny. Like I've heard like one person. The, the one per, I like maybe two people I've heard only had a m- couple people with this movie that had mixed opinions and one of them is a streamer friend of mine and she said her issue with the movie was she didn't like the uh she didn't like the acting of uh of the main character I mean like see it kind of goes back to what I was saying that I I yeah like I'm not trying to be like oh it's so bad it's good because I don't think it's a bad yeah. movie I I don't at all but I do yeah. think a lot of those choices were intentional and yeah. a lot of those choices are kind of a sleight of the hand to fool you into thinking something's very different than what it is yeah like I, the the melodramatic elements of it are so intentional that i can't help yeah. but love them i can't help but love the fact that i hate the first 15 minutes of this movie yeah well t- it, it, the opening of this movie sets up something where you're like I, I don't know who watches this movie and doesn't cheer when the like the 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 first kill happens in the or not the i guess the first kill in current timeline happens right because you're mm-hmm. like yeah fuck that you know because that you don't like you're already not liking the character that that happened to right and so it's like it's stuff like that where you're like oh, okay i don't dude like everything in this like in this movie from the house which was like he shot it like 
he shot it like the high, psycho house. Like he shot it like real low to the ground, like looking up at the house the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. And dude, that fucking ceiling shot in this movie is Amazing, fucking brilliant. Right? Yeah, it's like how the fuck was he zooming his camera uh, like around the top of this house because it's like this really open house at at portions, but like. It's such a cool shot, and you're like, I don't know how he did this. He probably set up rigs like on yeah. the ceiling, right, and, and ran the camera around. But mm-hmm. it's so cool shot that you're like, fuck, that's cool, man. Like, well, that and like, gonna- I, I see James Wan. Like, everyone like claims that you know he's one of the new masters of horror, and I fucking definitely agree. But I yeah. think a lot of people like we don't hear a lot of conversations about how much of a visionary he is. Like, yeah. when we talk about Saw, everyone talks about, like, the really, like, frantic editing and stuff and how all the, everything after that was kind of like that. But they don't talk about the fact that the guy kind of invented that with that movie. You know? Yeah. Like, and, like, and this yeah. movie, like, the camera work is phenomenal. Like, the way yeah. – the another movie that kind of impressed me like that that people hated for some reason was uh, Sinister 2. Yeah, like uh, Kieran Foy that directed that, like his camera work in that movie, it would sway left and right instead of going straight, or like these yeah. really unconventional things. And like *Malignant*, there's so much to love about that movie. And like even the yeah. melodramatic stuff, if you really think about it, even some of James Wan's best movies have those. Like yeah. I love *Insidious* with a passion, but if anyone told me it's not cheesy as fuck when the mom's trying to write oh, the yeah. song at the piano, I will punch them in yeah. the face. Like, but I kind of love that about it. It's like these really dude, awkward moments that people have in real life. Yeah, dude, horror can be fucking cheesy yeah. and embrace it. Like it's, dude. I if I would say if something is made badly, at like a horror, like any movie, like but if a movie is made badly, but like they were like made a movie with love, you can tell, and it makes a bad movie still like watchable, dude. One of my favorite bad movies the last few years we talked about it in the show was the uh, the fanatic. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the fanatic. It's a fucking yeah, shit dude. show of a movie. I love Devin Sawa. It, yeah, and fucking John Travolta completely does what they say you shouldn't do in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, and like everything is like, but that movie like you could tell Fred Durst wanted to do something cool he didn't he made a fucking disaster of a movie but i can watch that movie and just have a fucking blast there isn't a single performance in that movie where the actor isn't in on the joke like uh james paxton bill paxton's son is one of the thugs that basically bullies travolta like all these guys it feels like i kind of feel like travolta is the only dude that didn't realize the movie he was gonna be in and he's going for it. Like, Travolta acted his ass off to where he probably thought he was going to win an Oscar for that movie. <laughs> Dude, that scene, the scene with Devin Sawa in the car going oh, about how good Limp Bizkit is, is the most <laughs> insane scene in all of cinema history. I like that scene. I, I swear to God, at some point, that, sh- that scene should be compared to, oh, hi, Mark. Like, oh, it's yeah. that level of, like, just what oh, the fuck. And God. that. I keep telling people to watch that movie, and I don't think they believe me that it's as much of a disaster slash like enjoyable. I like, tried to show it to my know, wife but, once, and she was just like, yeah. "Nope." Like she tried, she gave it like I think a couple minutes. She's like, "Nah, I'm good." But dude, no, I agree a hundred percent with that movie, man. <laughs> I just, I, 
it's it's the same thing with like the room. Like the room is not for everyone. But yeah. holy fuck, man, you can just you could go in and just kind of enjoy the train wreck because it's like you could see the people. The bad movies aren't like bad movies are bad, but like the real sin with movies are boring. And yeah. if a movie isn't boring, then I'm okay with it. Like, a boring movie will be like I always go back to like when I was a kid. My dad talked took me to see uh, the Thin Red Line, oh, and which yeah. was which is like a Pacific uh, uh, like it's a war movie where instead of the war you yeah. see a tree. <laughs> yeah, you see the tree and the sky and like tribal penises swinging around for two and a half hours. Like the, that movie has like forty like half over half that movie is just like looking at the sky. It's like. It's like like Ang Lee making the Hulk. It's just like it's <laughs> it's too artsy for its own fucking good. But like, and that's like boring. That's just boring. The, like, yeah, it's completely different. And like, I that's why like I saw people going, "This is the worst movie I've ever seen." I'm like, man, you have not gone and watched. You weren't watching many movies if you think this is the worst movie you've ever seen. Like, See, I saw that, people actually claiming that. That and like <laughs> that that shit irritates me to like no end. How every movie yeah. these days has to be the greatest or the worst movie ever. Sometimes yeah. I just want to watch an entertaining movie, and like yeah. I, I try not to hype things up too much. But yeah. it, it seems like anytime I do like a movie, it ends up on like a Blu-ray or a poster and I, I get like shit for it for years. Like I really yeah. I really liked Leatherface, like the most recent Texas yeah. Chainsaw. And I think yeah. I'm one of five people that maybe did. And <laughs> yeah. in passing, in a review, I was just like, man, I think I wrote something along the lines of like I've I've enjoyed this one the most since maybe the original one or two movies yeah and next thing you know on the blu-ray it said the best texas chainsaw movie since the original <laughs> jerry smith every time a friend of mine goes to walmart they will take a picture of that fucking shit and send it to me like every movie doesn't have to be the best or worst movie sometimes movies can just be movies you know and dude malignant's yeah, like that I, it's just what yeah. malignant is it's, there's a, like it's that 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 scene in Workaholics where they're just like let's get weird. That's what fucking Malina <laughs> yeah. is. It's just a wild fucking yeah. weird bonkers movie. It's like it reminds me like you know it just weird shit. Like it's the like like you could have seen Nicolas Cage in this movie or something. Yeah. Like, like, and, like as Gabriel Willie's <laughs> <laughs> Will yeah Willie's Wonderland is a movie where he doesn't have a single line mm -hmm. and just weird Nicholas cages his ass off and it's like it's a fucking blast. He does the vote while he does pinball. Yeah. <laughs> it's that movie is not I've said this on the show a lot. And it's go I'll I'll talk up a movie for an hour an hour and a half on here and say how much I like it and I'll be like this ain't going to win any academy awards but that doesn't mean it's not fun. Fun is what matters with movies. Dude, it's that's so cool that you say that because uh, I always try to make my friends laugh. If it's a, if it's a movie that isn't that great, but I love it, I'll say the same thing. Yeah. It's not going to win an Oscar, but it might win a Blockbuster Video Award. <laughs> yeah, when Blockbuster it's had their own little award show and like nobody gave yeah. a shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's you know it's like always those fun movies that people love that win. Uh, Emmys, but not or they win. Was it is it Emmys? Like yeah, and then not Oscars. Is it what? Fuck. What's the other award show? Not no, Emmys and Oscars are the same thing, right? What's the other one? Um, Emmys are like for the, I think television. Oscars are for okay. film, and then there's the Razzies for the bad movies. Yeah. Well, there's there's some other one of the shows that's before the Emmys or the Oscars that like Golden they, Globes, they, the set uh, the Golden Globes. Like they'll give out some awards that are a little bit wonkier, right? Mm -hmm. Like that 
that the audiences seem to love movies more, that kind of thing. And then like, obviously they're not going to get those when they go into the actual like Academy Awards, but mm-hmm. like, you're like, Oh, okay. Um, and dude, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think someone who watches as many movies as we do, you, you appreciate movies that are different, right? Like they aren't like the same thing over and over again. And this is like this whole time when you're sitting there watching this movie, the first time you're like, what the fuck is happening? And you go, the, the shots are cool. The action in this movie is fucking bonkers. Like, and you'll figure out why later on, uh, why it's, it's shot so cool. But man, like, I just don't get how you cannot like this movie. And, and it's funny. I, I, one of those weird things I saw about this movie that like, man, the, the cop of this movie is a good looking man. And I guess they, I don't know why they had him. There were like shots of him sitting there, like, like buttoning up his cop shirt. Like the motherfucker has like an eight pack and I'm like, why James, why weren't you just showing this guy in his like fucking like abs of steel in this movie to get like the ladies more and, and or just I mean, anyone who'd enjoy the this guy this cause he's a good looking guy and you go, but then you put these shots out there to like get people to come in and watch this movie when that's not in the movie. One of my favorite complaints about the movie uh, is that uh the guy that plays uh, the the cop uh, was it Kakoa yeah. Shaw is the character. Yeah, uh, George Young that plays him. People are like, "Well, that guy looks way too young to be a cop. He can't be a cop." That guy's forty fucking one. Jesus, that dude's forty one. Like he looks about twenty two. I know yeah, the dude's it's... older than I am, and and people are like complaining yeah. that he's not believable. Like I see the and the most, the ridiculous things like button up the shirt and all that shit. Like, it goes back to, like, James Wan saying he wanted to make an homage to, like, Jalo films. There's so yeah. much nonsensical bullshit in those movies, and I mean that as a compliment. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude, like, it doesn't have to be a beat-for-beat, beat, like, you know, like, Jalo by numbers kind of thing. You know, yeah. like, I, I, I just, the spirit is there. The spirit dude. and the kind of, like, outlandish plot, the overacting, yeah. like, the lighting... Like the gloves, the yeah. gloves are a big thing, right? The 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 knife, the in, weapon, in movie yeah. Was, yeah, the weapon is very like, is very so like that was the like. I, let's be honest, Giallo movies have two requirements: one, the killer wears black gloves, <laughs> and two, they kill people with a knife. So this can't be a Giallo right. movie if we really think about it. But like, this movie like, could be a relationship drama on the first fifteen minutes. Like, I I, I always get a lot of shit because I always champion the idea that I I think horror can be whatever horrifies you. There are movies that are straight up not horror at all that I consider horror films to me. There Will Be Blood is a horror film to me because it's about a man's obsession to destroy everyone in his path. You know, like, just I I think I think uh, labels are fucking dangerous, I think. Dude, uh, Idiocracy is one of the scariest movies ever right? We're living through it. Yeah, exactly. Just coming out that now. Movie made, that movie made me not go into a Walmart for two or three years. That's how fucking horrifying that movie and it's a comedy. But it's it's the shit we go. The real life is way scarier than the fucking not real life. And that's the kind of shit you go. God damn man, like I just why can't people enjoy shit? I don't understand it. Like, like, dude, it's. There's so much art. There's so much art for everyone. And it's like, then go watch it. If you don't like Marvel, don't watch Marvel movies. If you don't like horror movies, don't go 
Yeah. Don't go watch horror movies. You don't see, have to watch this I, stuff. That, I see. I, I think it took me years growing up to realize that because it, it used to be yeah. like, no, I don't like this. Fuck that kind of movie. And after a while, yeah, uh, I can't remember who said it, but like someone, a friend of mine once said, like, dude, like every movie is somebody's favorite movie. You know, like if yeah. you don't like it, you don't fucking like it. And that woke me up so yeah. much. Like I'm not the biggest Marvel fan. But, dude, the fact that those movies exist and bring so many people enjoyment yeah. and, like, happiness, fuck yeah, dude. Make as many yeah. as you want. Well, dude, you get you get people like Scott Derrickson to come in and make a yeah. movie. Who, like, is – it's funny. I got to I gotta try to track that motherfucker down. My wife – he's from Denver, and his my wife works with his sister-in-law. And I'm like, I got to try to get her to, like – hook me up i would love to sit there and talk to that guy for like an hour about just making movies because man sinister is still one of the those movies he go this this is a fucking heavy hitter man this is my kids were like no we really want to watch that and for the longest time i was like no you don't and then finally one day they were being assholes (laughs) i'm just being honest one day they were being assholes and i was like well guys today's the day you get to watch sinister and fuck, man, I don't think they slept that <laughs> night. Like that movie still scares the hell out of me. That lawnmower scene is so yeah. terrifying. Uh, one of my favorite memories ever of Fantastic Fest. It was in 2015 at one of the yeah. many fucked up Q and As I've ever been to, and it was a Q and A for the Black Coat's daughter when it was still called February. And they asked the director yeah. Oz Perkins, uh, who looks exactly like his dad, you know, Anthony Perkins from Psycho. Uh, yeah. And he looked exactly like him, but with a Supreme hat on. So obviously I hated the dude from the beginning. <laughs> and they're like, well, what was your inspiration to make Black Coat's daughter? Or well, February at the time. And he goes, I just didn't want to make a, I just didn't fucking want to make a movie like Sinister. And Cargill, yeah. the fucking writer of Sinister, was in the crowd around basically his crew. I mean, this is Texas crew, you know? So like, yeah. I've never seen a crowd basically turn on someone with like dagger eyes as quick <laughs> as that moment. Like Sinister's fucking yeah. great, dude. Yeah, that it's funny, man, because Black Coat's daughter is a fucking ride, but that movie ain't for everyone. I will no. tell you that much because it is. It's got weird timelines. It's got. It's not clear with a lot of stuff. It's a fucking cool movie. Don't get me wrong, but like, you're you're making shots at something like that. Like, I think you go. You can do that way more like elegantly. Like, like I was just trying to like. You're saying you wanted to do something weird and different. Cool. Like, you know, but like. You don't throw another like that, movie be, under the bus. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, man, you. you. Well, there's this. Dude, like, I think there's a disdain for like genre films, but from some people that maybe might be a little uh, too pretentious to tackle genre films. Yeah. You know, it's like every yeah. it's like. Dude, I love The Witch with a passion. Like, I fucking yeah. love that movie. But if I hear Robert Eggers tell us one more time that The Witch isn't a horror film, I'm going to fucking puke. Like, you know what Shut I mean? Up, like, dude. Yeah, it's, yeah, you made a good movie. Like, just fucking like it. It's like the guy who made gifts and calls them gifs. It's like, oh, come Lord. Just- just do why are you like, why do you have to go out there and like just try to make? I don't know, man. It's. It's just so weird to me. It's it's so odd and like, like I feel like I don't know. This is the kind of shit that like gets pe- like pe- like people in Hollywood that like pretentious like you know reputation. Like you're a pretentious asshat for like this kind of stuff. It's like Oliver Stone and is like giving shit to Marvel. Like like superhero movies aren't real movies, motherfucker. 
go and go in and watch how many times a bad superhero movies come out and tell me that it doesn't take some kind of fucking skill setup to make one of these movies. It doesn't mean you're it's a, your fucking cup of tea, man. But you like well, it's act even like, like not Scorsese. Sitting. Like, dude, Martin Scorsese is one of my favorite fucking yeah. directors ever. But motherfucker, is he the one who said that? Uh, I think there's been three or four different people that have said yeah. that. But it's like, motherfucker, how many times have you remade Goodfellas under a different name? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love those movies. Yeah. I can watch Casino every day of the night and still be fucking stoked. But, like, this idea that, like, people scoff at different kinds of movies because they're not for them is just, it's it's alien yeah. to me. Like, I mean, I took jabs at, like, The Notebook at the beginning. But, dude, how many fucking middle-aged moms just get their rocks off watching that Nicholas Sparks shit? Yeah. You know? All well, power dude- to them. Dude, I still remember I took a, I had a girlfriend in high school and sh- we watched A Walk to Remember and I give that movie shit, but man, that movie made me cry as a fucking high school Fuck boy yeah. because it's like it's like it's a poor girl oh, found love. <laughs> yeah, and then ever like it's so it's such a sad movie and it's like you could give those shit in like Nicholas Sparks has a, a shtick, but people love those things and they really it's just like you know I will give. If someone, you know what? My wife liked the Twilight movies, and I went to all of them with her. Besides, maybe the first one because she wasn't like them. And I like there are parts of those things that I give shit. Like the last one of those movies has the one of my least favorite sticks in all movies. It was all a dream thing. Oh god, is that the one where everybody dies or something like that? Then oh, they're not dead. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. But I go I stuff like that, and I'm like, well, like the first one has a fucking kick ass soundtrack. The fr- soundtrack of that first movie is fucking dope, and stuff like that. You go, it's, it just there's, I don't see anyone in the, the like when you talk about Hollywood people doing this. It's like you you motherfuckers know how hard it is to make a movie. Like unless you're Bowl trying to make movies as like tax write off dodge things or whatever the fuck that motherfucker's doing. That motherfucker isn't trying to make a good movie. I sorry. Like everything that motherfucker ever did wasn't See, trying to make guy, a good movie. That guy that guy makes it. steaming piles of shit for movies, but I will forever yeah. respect the fact that he challenges critics to a boxing match and beat the shit out of everyone. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that that dude is uh, yeah, he's a he's a special character. But like you sit there and go, that dude is that that dude isn't. I don't. I never thought he was actually trying to make good movies. I think there was like schemes think, about yeah, him. He trying knows. To, he knows yeah, what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, man. So like, I I just would like if you don't like this movie, it, this movie, it, like I want to see. I, I don't know if I've looked at this. I want to kind of look at Rotten Tomatoes and see what. Uh, I because it, it's funny because we you talk about like the discrepancies between like critics and audiences right and like that if you ever go look at the uh the stylist the stylist at one point was like 90 percent critic approval in 30 something or 20 something audience that's how like the diverse that movie was mm-hmm. um malignant is a 76 so like the critics have liked the shit out of this movie but audiences are at 52 man like <laughs> i just feel like that's why it gave me things like it gave me vibes of like the witch and like, yeah. other stuff that's like 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 i don't even know the stuff like the lighthouse man i love the lighthouse there's oh, another movie that love is, it i've like, never looked at bonkers. a steak the same way since <laughs> dude it, that was one of those things where i go if you those the do you know those motherfuckers when robert pattinson got like uh uh like set up to play batman like he can't play batman 
motherfucker go look at his actual movies he's that, made like see dude that yeah. has been i think one of the fucking coolest things ever and to be honest i was a dick when twilight first came out i will openly yeah. say that i talked so much yeah. shit but yeah. dude the fact like robert pattinson and Kristen stewart have both yeah. established themselves after those movies as being as being yeah. like amazing actors like dude yeah. i don't give a shit I did not yeah. enjoy a movie as much as I enjoyed Underwater that year. I watched dude, that movie probably five times in the theater. Dude, that movie was fucking so underrated. It's got, like, Cthulhu monsters in it, and, like, it's, uh... Dude, PG-13 horror movies aren't fucking easy, man. You, like... You talk about th- for everything, like... For, like, Happy Death Day you get, or, or Underwater, you get stuff like Prom Night yeah. remakes and shit like that. And man, when you do a good PG thirteen horror movie, Insidious, we're talking about James Wan, like as we're talking, it's fucking impressive, man. And like, and, yeah, and it, it's, well, that, it's not that, like, and he, like everyone coming at James Wan for this movie. It's like, I, I, to be honest, and I'm not saying like, oh, we were here before you guys, kind of thing, because I think that's yeah. kind of like dangerous for people to do too. Yeah, but oh, yeah, I, yeah, I do you don't think, want- I do think a lot of people went into Malignant having discovered James Wan on Aquaman. Or the Fast and Furious yeah. movie he did, or maybe the Conjuring movies, which I, yeah. I love them, but they're they're a bit as like more mainstream and kind of easy, yeah, easy to you know be accessible than a lot of stuff. They get into yeah. these filmmakers like James Wan, and they see a film like Malignant, which you can totally tell is inspired by a lot of movies that maybe got him into horror. And yeah. I think they're awesome to see these filmmakers go make a movie that's kind of an homage to what they love about horror. It is 100% yeah. James Wan saying, I have the ability to make whatever the fuck I want now. I'm going to make a movie yeah. that's so bonkers that yeah. it, people will either love or hate it. And I love the fact it's, that like people either love or hate this movie. Yeah, it's – man, it reminds me of like, like uh, Death Proof, right? Yeah. Like where Quentin Tarantino wanted to do – like that seventies exploitation kind of like film with that. And it's like that dialogue in that movie is so fucking fantastic, but it just Mm -hmm. drove a bunch of people out and like bunches of people didn't know what they were getting and getting themselves into. Right. It was that Mm -hmm. kind of thing where that movie did not do well at the box office. And, like Planet Terror was a ton of fun, but that movie was way more forgettable than what Death Proof ended up being. When I saw that in the and theater, half of the people left after the first movie because they didn't get yeah. the whole Grindhouse experience of it. It yeah. was weird. Yeah, and it's it will ever forever bring us Machete and my, something my wife and I say to each other all the time. Still, Machete don't text. Like it is still. <laughs> See, like, I, I quote from, I quote Grindhouse too, but it's usually like <laughs> me walking down the stairs naked, going, "This is my mecca." <laughs> like Nicolas Cage in the Rob Zombies, like Rob Zombies, oh, like yeah. fake trailer, dude is great. Yeah, that and yeah, like man. there's there's I, a moment in Malignant that I just have to point out every time because it made me laugh. Yeah, I wrote and directed a short film in 2016 called Love Is Dead, uh, starring uh-huh. uh, Joanna Angel. Uh, oh yeah, Aaron Thompson and Ruben Pla was in the movie, and I he's in Malignant as the kind of bald cop at the end with the mustache. Yeah. So it was such a trip to see that dude on like on the big screen, having like he directed this dude in a short film, like you know, like <laughs> out of nowhere, yeah. like four or five years ago. You know that it makes me laugh because Brian and I talked about Jacob's wife a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, and I didn't even realize CM Punk was that cop at then, like because mm-hmm. 
it didn't look at all like him with that fucking. Did you see the like, movie that he did before yeah. that? Uh, Girl on the Third yeah. Floor. Did you like that one? Yeah, you're, I liked it. He was a piece of shit in it. Yeah, and it's like you go. I it's always weird with me with like movies that have no redeemable characters. Like it doesn't like I always talk about um, Midsummer, and I'm like. The movie's beautiful, but there isn't a likable character in this entire movie. <laughs> and well, everyone like, has their own agenda. Like I hate yeah. I hate the boyfriend character in Midsummer, but I also yeah. think the friend that kind of like conned them to come to the whole thing oh, was yeah. it was kind of just as shitty in some ways. Oh yeah, because he knew it was gonna happen to him. Like that dude <laughs> set knew. them up hardcore. <laughs> yeah. It was like it's it's it it's weird because like that's the type of thing where that guy knew what he was doing. I mean, Ari Aster, like that motherfucker, man. He, when you come out going, I mean, hereditary into to Midsummer, you're you're something special, man. And it's that's kind of like the thing with with uh, uh, Jordan Peele and and uh, and like you know us and Get Out. It's like that kind of thing where you're hitting those fucking masterpieces right away, right? And it, it's kind of like. It's kind of like what James Wan did. He came out fucking swinging, right, man? And it's... Uh, He's one of the most successful it, horror directors of all time already. Like, the, yeah, the amount it, of money this dude has made. This dude has single-handedly created how many franchises? Like, it's, yeah. un, it's unheard of. It's... And there's some... It's funny, man, because of the credit and the love people have for him. Like, the shit that... Dude, The Nun is one of the worst horror movies I've ever seen. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I watched it once, and I, I, couldn't, I could barely do it that first time, yeah. It's, yeah. it's boring. It, and it goes back see, to that's, my that's another and, bummer, because, like, the director of that is so good. His other movie, The yeah. Hallow, is so fucking good. It wasn't he the one who did... Uh, oh, no, it was the, the one who did the other bad uh, movie. It was the guy who did... Uh, La 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 Llorona or yeah, whatever yeah. did the the third Conjuring movie, which was was good. I mean, it wasn't as good as the other two, and it wasn't. I don't think that movie was scary. We talked about that on an episode here too, but it was it was it was an enjoyable movie though, right? And so mm-hmm. that it, that universe is like had a lot of stuff that is good. And also some stuff that's real bad, and so, but no one ever th- worries about it because it's James Wan, and all those movies make tons of money, anyways, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, I, 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 we're pretty much on. We're both saying go watch this fucking movie, but like, don't get mad at us if you don't like it. This movie is very. <laughs> this movie is like. It's, this yeah. movie is like that friend that's always high, and you don't quite understand what the fuck they're saying, but you really like being around that person. <laughs> Like, and, yep. and you kind of, the thing is, you really hope that they get clean at some point, but if you know if yep. they get clean and they're not weird, they're not going to be fun to be around, so you're, like, secretly yep. hoping they stay on drugs. That's malignant. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like Taco on uh, The League. Did you ever yeah. watch The League? Yeah, yeah. It's Taco, <laughs> yeah. It's Taco from The League, if you've never seen, that where he's, like, the idiot stoner buddy, and then he gets, like, sober for an episode, and he's, like respectable and no one likes him anymore because he's not stoned. one of my favorite little he's anecdotes uh it's from uh, uh keith buckley the singer of like my favorite band of all time every time i die uh while they yeah. were while they were making one of their albums he was talking about how he realized that he was tired of being like the hungover dude all the time so he stopped drinking yeah. but then he realized he hated himself when he doesn't drink so he started drinking again <laughs> Yeah, malignant what, is what, that? It's it's just fucking. Yeah. It's it's being as high as you can be without being high, 
And I, I mean that in yeah. a good way. Like, it's just, it's a fucking ride. It's like going to Six yeah. Flags and riding, like, the Goliath. You know, like, yeah. you, you're you going to shit your pants. You might not enjoy some of the turns, but after it's over, you're fucking stoked. Yeah, it has everything, man. It has cool visuals. It's got a cool story. It's got, like, it's got violence. It's got some fucking brutal things. Yeah. Like, I, it's got, like, it's got some of the, like, it's got more arms being broken out of things than I've seen in most movies, and it's like horror movies, which is it's. Then the fire cool, escape scene, dude. Yeah, yeah. That was like straight yeah. up like parkour shit from like the main yeah. villain. Yeah, it, district. It reminds me of what that D thirteen that French movie. If you ever seen, I haven't it, seen that one. Which I, they remade it with Paul Walker at some point. I forget what it was called, but it was a weird parkour post. Uh, yeah it was weird but it was it was it's interesting um but yeah so go watch this movie man before it gets out out of uh especially if it gets off of uh hbo max in a couple weeks because it's a fucking ride man it's one of those movies i think this movie's gonna it 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 didn't it didn't make any money like it in the theaters but like it's gonna make uh i feel like this is gonna be a cult classic in like in uh not that long from now because this movie is so unique and so like different and well made and interesting and provoking and all these things right i i will fucking bet money that this will become a franchise i just have a fucking feeling even if it's straight to vod for some later sequels and i will fucking love i will i want to see one of these every year i want like even if the later saw movies really weren't for me the fact that i would go every october to see them in the theater I want to see a new Malignant movie every other year. Like I, I could, I yeah. could see this being like a, a thing that lasts for a while. Yeah, it's man, it's it's a cool movie. Um, and like again, you might hate it, but if if you hate it, you have something to talk about. You have something to discuss, and it's uh, it's an interesting thing, man. Uh, like I commented like uh some to some guy on Twitter like talking about it, and they were like, yeah, like I, I was like, I think a lot of non horror fans hate this movie. And then I had someone respond to me. I'm a horror fan, and I, I hated this movie too. And I'm like, man, the, 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 it's it's really strange how diverse of this movie is. And I mean, that means a lot. But we're gonna go spoil the shit out of this because I just want to talk about certain scenes and things about this movie that are uh, that are super unique. Um, and so go watch it. Uh, go follow Jerry. Uh, I'll I'll have links in the episode to his Twitter and shit. So. He does. He has cool shit on there. So it's follow him, and he's cool people. So follow him. Go watch this movie if you haven't. And we're gonna go on and spoil the shit out of it. Um. So, man, I have to say, we're just like, kind of want to talk about like real quick, like what your your early because you were talking about your what you wrote down or texted your wife at the beginning. So I would say what I thought at the very beginning of this movie when we started watching it, I was like. Like after like I think the first scene or the first fairly early on, I assumed that it was her t- her twin doing all this, but I thought he was disconnected mm-hmm. from her body. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the 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 fucking popping out of the back of her head thing. Um, what what was your kind of early? You said you guessed in all three of them were correct, so I'm kind of curious I, on where you. Were. I text my wife that I had like three guesses, and I, I that I yeah. hoped at least one of them would be right. I I guessed yeah. that it was either I sent her a gif of uh, Belial from Basket Case, and she's like, "Yeah, I can yeah. see that." 
So I thought it was <laughs> yeah. like a conjoined twin that was removed at the beginning because I, you know, the beginning yeah. had that scene. Uh, I thought it could be her the whole time, mental illness or yeah. like, like, you know, maybe trauma from getting her head hit really hard at the beginning. Yeah. So I thought it could be her. I thought it could, I thought it could be a twin or, uh, what was the third one? There was another one. It was like, I can't remember what the third one was, but it was like really in line in that whole thing too. And like when yeah. it was revealed that basically, or, oh, uh, the other one was an imaginary friend. I yeah. thought that was kind of it too, and it kind of like steered the wrong, like, steered you the wrong direction for a little bit, making you think it was that. Yeah. So like yeah. the idea that the movie played with kind of all three of them, it felt like a weird yeah. hybrid of like Basket Case, Daniel isn't real, Drop Dead Fred, and like yeah. just some like gnarly ass, like almost Total Recall Quato shit. You know, yeah. like I yeah. love it. It's the Quato thing is like a, the interesting thing because of his psychic powers in the mm-hmm. first Total Recall, right? And uh, the electric. I wonder, and I'm I am curious. Like I figured that the electric power thing that happens with with uh, what's his name Gabriel was only only because he could for a communication device, right? Mm-hmm. Like, was that the kind of like the feeling that you got with that also? Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, because it doesn't like it's not necessary. He doesn't like the only thing he does with it is like it blows lights out, which can like you know jump scares and stuff like that. But like as a character thing, it only really gives us that like that communication into his like his whatever's left of Gabriel. Um, also, I think the name Gabriel was a fucking real wise decision because you're usually going like Damien or you know like you're going with an angel's name as this character who as like the little girl uh g- goes off and ca- calls him the devil right so mm-hmm. that's a i thought that was an interesting thing to go with in like a very like heavenly and, and james gunn's fucking smart enough like to you know what he knew what he was doing with that right um i it's funny man because one of those movies that i saw recently in the last like couple years that i had never seen before was the exorcist 3 and the mm-hmm. exorcist 3 i think is still one of those movies that is fucking so highly underrated for what it does and how cool it is and how unique it is and i think dude, that's, that's my second favorite movie of all time yeah yeah dude, is it really dude that movie is yeah. fucking I, I i probably like that movie better than the original because i, I, I saw the ex i probably saw the exorcist in my twenties for the first time mm. and I'm 38 now. And that movie was like, I'm like, this is really good. It wasn't scary. Like at all to me as some, you know, who like watches tons of horror movies. Um, but the exorcist three is just fucking bonkers and fucking off the wall and like cool and unique and does all these really strange things. And I, by the time I saw it, I had had the jump scare, like the, the most notorious jump scare of all time ruined for me. Mm-hmm. But um, that movie's still fucking bonkers, and I really, really enjoy it. Um, I love that movie. I'm actually uh, uh, writing a book right now for Bear Manor Publishing uh, about uh, William Peter Blatty's Faith Trilogy, which is The Exorcist, The Ninth Configuration, yeah. and The Exorcist 3. So, yeah, that yeah. book that I'm writing about it, it's coming out next year. Yeah, I, I, Exorcist Dude, 3, like, awesome. I have that poster hanging above my office, like, right next to me right now. I love that movie. Dude. It's so fucking cool. Like it's one of those movies. I think, especially after how bad Exorcist Two was, I've never oh, seen Lord. Exorcist Two, but I've, I've heard it. Yeah. I've heard it's a nightmare. My favorite um, thing on the Exorcist yeah. Three that they have the Blu-ray that Stream Factory put out, and Brad Dourif is they're interviewing him about Exorcist Three, and he he's talking about Exorcist Two, and he goes, "Yeah, it was a 
fucking piece of shit. And you never hear people say that on like special features, yeah. you know? Yeah. Dude, it's so funny, man. He's another thing. We go back. To, we were talking about Halloween 2. He's one of those the best parts of both those zombie oh, movies. Like without a doubt. The scene where he finds Annie in Halloween 2. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, it's, it's hard. And they show the home videos from like Daniel Harris when she was little. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, it's yeah. fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. That motherfucker can it does. I don't think ever gets enough like credit like for mm-hmm. all the shit he did. Like him as fucking Chucky man is so good. And even The Exorcist yeah, Three, like that whole yeah. monologue. Oh yeah. my god, I think it's one of the it's, best monologues of all time. Yeah. Well, because it, it's such a fucking out of left field. Not out of it's. It's such a weird thing that when you it happens in that movie, you're like, what the fuck. Oh, that's fucking cool as shit. Yeah. Like, it's a, such a cool turn, man. Um, it actually, it, it kind of has that Chucky vibe to it, right? Because mm-hmm. the uh, dead serial killer coming back to kill people, right? Um, but man, I would say that fucking, uh, that opening scene where they like kind of fuck with you, like is so well done and, and um, like with the, just because James does what he does that is so fucking impressive is he shows you the little panda socks like to like show you like oh that this thing can't because it's not like this individual can't be scary they're wearing panda socks and but then i i don't know if you noticed this the second time i watched it you see you see gabriel's face since you know what gabriel looks like uh you know from the movie and you're like oh there he like it, it, it like it's way oh, i didn't notice makes, that wow yeah yeah you see his face through the glass or whatever there towards like the beginning of that movie and you're like oh there's gabriel and uh yeah and it's because you know what gabriel looks like right um um but man i want to like fucking james wan and what he does with the the uh what is her actual name the character because she has two names madison mitchell is the character's name in like in the movie right um but she's really like She's Emily. It was her real name, like before she was adopted. Um, mm-hmm. She starts. She has the fucking husband who is the worst fucking piece of shit in the entire movie. Yeah. Um, who is we talk about all the time, like the the that story that's going on in the news with the YouTuber who got fucking taken out by the boyfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. and. It, it was the same kind of fucking relationship like with what was in this movie, right? Like, it's funny. It's not funny, but it's like, it's ironic that that story's happening while that, that beginning of that malignant is so, like, you know, prevalent right now. Um, well, that and, like, the, the way that they gaslight their their victims, you know, the, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, you know, kind of like the, oh, why, why'd you make me kind of do this kind of thing? Or, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. And they don't yeah. immediately get forgiven, so they immediately lash back out at them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's rough. It's rough. I yeah. think that opening is. It, it well, and it does that thing where it makes you hate this character real fast because he he shoves her head against the wall, and she's fucking like, she, and like I bleeding badly out yeah, of it. Yeah, and, and like the fa- that's. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that the head bleeding is the one of the, the mysteries the first time you watch this yeah. movie, right? Like that, yeah. and like we think immediately that this dude has probably caused so many miscarriages to her, so we yeah. hate his yeah. fucking guts right from the get go. 
And yep. even by the end of the movie, you still hate that character and you're glad he's dead. But you also find out that Gabriel was the one kind of feeding off the babies and, and killing yeah. them. Like, dude, yeah. it's fucking genius. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where, like, that guy was a piece of shit, but he was uh, he was less evil than you thought he was but he was still a piece of shit right it's like it's if you could hit your fucking slam your seven month pregnant wife's head into a wall you, you should be taken out and fucking old yellered in the backyard right. at this point man like yeah um and that the whole opening sequence where they kind of like it's very trippy at the beginning of this movie right because like it, it james does this on purpose and he kind of sells it as like this supernatural being at the beginning of the movie. Right. Like, yeah. Cause he has Gabriel sitting on the couch and then like the lights turn on and Gabriel's there and you think, Oh, it, like it's a ghost or something, but you figure out later on it's because Gabriel is a fucking fast ass motherfucker, man. Yeah. Gabriel does not fuck around. Um, and when he gets a hold of, uh, that the husband and twists his head around, it's like, yes, Yes, yeah, you you kind of wonder dude. you kind of wonder like okay is the killer that bad of a a, a person you know because you don't realize yeah. what what exactly it is and anything else so yeah. like as a viewer you're kind of like questioning how you feel about yeah. this like you know you yeah. want this dude to die but you don't know if the person yeah. that killed him is like a piece of shit too so like yeah. it, it, it like it leaves you guessing the whole movie and very few yeah. movies do that to me these days. Yeah. Well, it's because, like, most movies with killers like this. Also, I was going to say, Gabriel's body count compares to... That motherfucker killed, like, 50 or 60 people. Like, this is, like, Michael Myers levels through the whole fucking franchise about it. Like, body counts, like, in this fucking movie, man. Especially Gabriel, the police station. Yeah. Gabriel kills, like, 45, 50 people in the fucking... Kills, like, 10 people in the fucking female, like, cell. Like, when, when he pops out, man. Oh, that dude, and like and Zoe like, Bell, Zoe Bell yeah. with a fucking mullet and her name Scorpion in the police station. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, dude, yes. that movie's worth watching just for that, <laughs> dude. And I, I said, I found the uh, the the meme of the chair throwing mm-hmm. where it, they turn a uh, Jr. <laughs> like doing yeah. like the commentary over it. But my wife and I are sitting there and we busted out laughing because when when uh, Gabriel picks up that chair, you just assume he's gonna chuck it through the window. And then leave, but Gabriel goes nope and chucks that fucking chair at the two cops and fucks them. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck was that? But I fucking love it. Like Gabriel's movement in this entire movie is fucking. It's so offsetting. And when you realize it's the the fucking hand, like a person going backwards, you're like, oh shit. And it makes so much sense, right? But it's. The movement is like disconcerting at first. Like like when uh uh Kiko Shaw like is running after him mm-hmm. uh after the what the third murder, you're like, how the fuck is this like person moving like this? Like it doesn't feel real, right? That and the uh the actress that plays Gabriel, uh and the the plays Gabriel, like it's it's a yeah. male that does the voice, but uh, I think her name like Marina something that did Gabriel. Like God, okay. dude, it, it's almost like there's it's it's very fast, but it's almost like there's it's like a form of elegance to it. Like it's, yeah. it's it's very graceful in the way that that Gabriel moves. That where like yeah. you don't quite know if like what you're watching is like something supernatural or if there if it's yeah. like a physical person, 
And I, yeah. I think that like that kind of confusion adds to the charm of the movie. Like even yeah. when it was over, I kind of didn't know what I had just seen. Like to where you want to yeah. watch it again and, and figure out like, you know, like if if you like it or not. Like I I love well, the movie, but like yeah, it's interesting like that. You, you sit there and when you're watching it again, you're watching the movement and you see the elbows and you see like the the things that you wouldn't notice if you didn't notice it's a person going backwards. Like, yeah. And, and it's so the the fucking movement and the I said to you before like. The fucking police station where Gabriel's just fucking killing cops is like matrix level of like movement kind of like mm-hmm. it's it's crazy how he's moving and just fucking slaughtering motherfuckers. The one thing I was curious, I don't know if you thought about this at all. Like I don't like she her, the knife Gabriel uses to kill everyone is like the top of a trophy and it's like there's no hilt. Like grabs like the knife like a uh, like you know how they tell women to like hold keys? Yeah. And it, it, it's kind of like that and I'm like how easy would it be to actually fucking hold that to like fuck shit up like that? I that was the one thing I was like I don't know how easy it would be to be actually stabbing into people with that, but that, I wonder I if that was like, intentional too. Yeah. Like cuz you know, usually victims of abuse, especially females, yeah. they do hold keys like that. And the, the, the that yep. that could have been a clue to who the actual body of the the host of Gabriel would be. Yeah. The way that that's held yeah. almost like the keys like you're saying. Yeah. It was a very like unique detail that mm-hmm. like especially the second time you're like, "Oh, because again, there's so much in this like it was funny like the first time I watched this, I got confused when the uh uh, Gabriel kidnapped the mom mm-hmm. because I'm like they actually found an actress that looks like uh, uh, Annabelle w- w- uh, Wallace is the mm-hmm. main character Madison the, the the woman they got to to like play I think her name is where is it I see it in here it's like Jane Doe it's uh, Jean Louise Kelly looks like her mom yeah and so I was like I was like why how did they get her and I was actually confused for a little bit and then like. That was another thing. I wonder if people got confused with that because that's such good casting that you go, who? Why is she working underground in this like sightseeing tour? And why is this happening? And it's like, damn, man. For the first, I uh, think twenty seconds, I thought that was the main character, and I was yeah. so confused for a second. And yep. I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense now. Yeah, it took a second for me too, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, like. It's just fucking good casting because they got this woman that looks like her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, I have to say the 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 kind of reveal scene in the fucking women's cell is fucking brilliant. Yeah, where, it's great. Where they fucking with her and Gabriel pops out and it's just like the, all these people that were just like bullies are like They're slaughtered. They yeah. like yeah, and you're just like fuck. <laughs> Also, that scene maybe makes me laugh because of the like when she sits down and there's like the the Asian lady like peeing in the like the scene and she's yeah. like how she gets up she's like uh like she gets up all weird because it's it, pissing in the fucking giant prison cell. Oh man. Um and this scene like the movie is brutal, man, for like a lot of the scenes like the uh when she beats that first therapist to death with that trophy, yeah. it is like chunks of blood flying everywhere that and like the um, caved in faces yeah oh god that reminded yeah. me of rob zombies halloween too when yeah. he stomps well, see, that yeah. dude 
Yeah, he stomps him and then hangs him up. Jesus. Oh, man. Tyler Maine was a fucking badass motherfucker in that movie. He gets movie, so man. much like, shit. It, like, yeah. he gets so much shit for being in those movies. But, dude, like, he, even though I'm not a fan of the first Rob Zombie's Halloween whatsoever, yeah. Tyler Maine yeah. did what he could for that role. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was he a force really of nature. Well, dude, it's funny because, like, you look at, you compare Michael Myers to, like, Jason, right? Like, there's not consistency in any of those movies mm-hmm. with actors, right? They, like, they never had the same Michael Myers twice, right? And it's uh, like... Uh, yeah, George Wilbur played him in four and six. That was the only time. Oh, okay. But even between those movies, even between four and six, his shape changed dramatically. Even yeah, the actor... Yeah. You know, he's kind of thinner in the fourth one, and the the sixth one looks like Michael Myers, like, after that pandemic wait, you know? Yeah. It's, like, I mean, you don't have, like, what, like, Kane Hodder playing him for three movies in a row yeah, kind of totally. stuff, like, right? It's, like, that consistency. Michael, that's why it's when, like, watching uh, Halloween 4 last night with my wife, I'm like, man, the one of the only things I don't like about that movie is the, the mask being, like, it looks there's something a little odd looking about the mask. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it's the hairline. I don't know if it's too white. Like, I don't know. There's no features what... in it whatsoever. Yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I do just, like that about the it... new ones though. Like 2018 yeah. Halloween kills and Halloween ends. It's going to yeah. have the same Michael Myers. Yeah. So it'll be like what the first movie yeah. where someone's actively played Myers for like three movies straight. Yeah. And yeah, it's one of the better things of it. Um, but man, I I think that they did a uh the another thing about a malignant that I it makes me laugh when her sister goes to the fucking asylum and parks way too fucking close to the fucking <laughs> cliff I'm like why are you so goddamn close to this cliff woman fucking giving me a panic attack yeah, like she yeah. gets like right to the edge i'm like this is a giant fucking parking spot lady you fucking that building is huge <laughs> that's another scene man james wan fucks with you like he he makes you think that like something's gonna happen to the sister and like they chuck noises in the background to make yeah. you think that too and uh man fucking like those uh those uh abandoned asylums are kind of like you know a go-to horror spot. Have you ever seen, uh, I assume you have a subject. What is it? Subject seven or the session nine the one with a hat or seven. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Session uh, with, great. Yeah. With, uh, uh, all the CSI Miami. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, movie, that movie is so unsettling. Yeah, it really was. Um, what it kind of like, what kind of stuff, like it was just spoiling stuff. Like what is the kind of stuff that like, spoiler wise you would like to talk about with this because it's just so, there's a lot to go over um and we've already been going <laughs> but you yeah know, honestly i can't really think anything off the top of my head like we've we've kind of covered it like all the reveal stuff the kills the music everything like i i just appreciate the hell out of the movie in general like it, it swings yeah. it swings for the fences you know like it 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 yeah. makes bold steps and I, I get that some of them don't work for people or, or all of them don't work for some people. But I, I think that, like, even if the movie doesn't work for someone, I think as horror fans, you know, like, yeah. we, you always hear people complaining, like, oh, here's another remake. Here's another this. Here's another sequel. Yeah. Well, you know what? This is a fucking original movie that goes for broke. It's an original yeah. movie that's, like, fucking balls out. Let's uh, everything yeah. and the kitchen sink. 
you know, and and we don't get that very often. And even if it's not for even if it's not for someone, I think that these are the movies that we should champion and really yep. push to support. And I'm not saying like yeah. pay money for every movie that comes out just because it's a horror movie. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But the fact is, if we don't support big movies like this that go for broke and do something different, we're going to get the same fucking sequels and the same remakes every other year. Yeah, like, I mean, dude, it's funny, man, because we're like, they just, uh, what recently just popped up, they're doing a Lost Boys remake, right? Um, Yeah. And like, we're at a, we're at a thing where we've had like, you know, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake and, you know, the, you know, all the things have gotten remade. Like we had a Child's Play remake, which I still think that movie doesn't get enough credit for trying to do something kind of different. I don't know how successful it was. I enjoyed the movie, but like doesn't compare to the original in my book. Um, mm-hmm. But like, there's so much in like, dude, I, that's the, like one of the things I love about, like it, it frustrates me about horror, especially you go into foreign horror. Like one of my favorite movies ever is let the right one in. Oh, it's great. And, and they did had to do an American version because it's, because they can't, people can't read subtitles and that movie, the, the let me in was the remake and it was, it was, it was done with love, but it wasn't necessary. And yeah. it's the same thing as like. Well, that's what I'm wondering about. Remake. That's what I'm wondering about James Wan producing the American remake of Train to Busan next. Yeah. You I know. Why? Why? That movie's a fucking. It's dude, perfect, it's, but I, I am yeah. glad that he chose someone that I think would do a great yeah. job because I, uh, Timo, that's directing the the, you know the the American remake or. Or whatever. Yeah. Like his segment in, in the second VHS movie is my favorite segment of any of the VHS movies. He did Safe Haven, the kind of culty was one. That the cult? Yeah. Yeah, it was the guy the guy who did the raid and stuff, right? So like that's the same director. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they both yeah. worked on that one. Yeah, together. Uh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I think dude, I, I I personally, I'd rather these movies not have to get remade, but like even with the Lost Boys, like people are so just venomously against it. And it's just like, I I tell people that and I tell people (laughs) the same thing about when, when they talk shit about the new Halloween movies, it's like, okay, would you rather have Michael Myers be summed up as a long haired kiss fan that kills his sister because she wouldn't take him trick or treating? Would you rather have him (laughs) be led by a senior citizen cult? Or, you yeah. know, would you, like, rather have him have a mute niece that has a psychic connection? Like, what the fuck are you wanting at this point? The yeah. Lost Boys, like, yep. people are pissed about a remake. Uh, it, a remake doesn't take away from the fact that the original exists. Yeah. And did they forget the second and third absolute pieces of shit sequels to the first movie? Yeah. Like, they killed exactly. off Corey Haim's character. Like, yeah. they were fucking bullshit. Like... Worst, yep. like best case, we get a remake that's a, a new take on a really great movie that we love, and we get two yep. good movies. Worst case, it's a piece of shit, and we still have the original movie to watch. Yeah, exactly. That's I I watch a a, a YouTuber who said that it was it was a point like you can't like that's like it the, if it sucks then like you don't ever have to watch it again, and if if it doesn't then like you have a companion piece to go along with it, mm-hmm. and it's like. I will never. I'm never gonna watch the thing prequel remake again. But like, that doesn't mean like the. I still have the John Carpenter original. Like right, yeah. and for every shitty alien movie that happened with like 
that after aliens like it doesn't mean that like i can't enjoy aliens and alien because they're still there and it doesn't mean it doesn't make i like complain about them because it's funny to complain about them sometimes but like (laughs) you still appreciate the original and that's all that matters and it's like then forever go back the alien or the the thing prequel like i'm not a fan of it whatsoever but dude experiencing that movie didn't take away from my love for that original whatsoever. Yeah. Like I still own every fucking format of that movie. I just watched the 4k yeah. two days ago and God damn, that movie's damn. never looked better. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it doesn't take away yeah. from these movies we love and malignant yeah. doesn't take away from how great other people enjoyed the previous James Wan yeah. movies. Well, dude, it's, it's, we sitting there and like all so of the last ten movie uh, ten years of horror the movies that I've really really loved I've loved things like Mandy and like even things like Color Out of Space which is wonky but it's a fucking cool movie I just because it. of what it is Psycho Goreman all these things that have come out in the last couple of years that are really cool nobody ever fucking watches them like so you're like like you talk about remakes and all this stuff that's like it's just a fucking crazy people that like watch everything horror wise that like or try not everything because you can never watch everything but like we watch a lot of horror shit and mm. it's like just appreciate it man it's coming from a big budget totally and like that and like yeah, somebody it, commented on facebook about the lost boys and they were like well i just wish we'd stop getting remakes and i i, I told him straight up i was like okay but this is why we get remakes because when we get independent horror Nobody yep. fucking shows up to watch them, yeah. You know, and and I'm I'm not yep. talking trash about the MCU movies, but nine out of ten yep. people are gonna go to the theater to watch those movies because that's what they like. Yep. They'd rather support yep. the movies that okay, they know they like the MCU movies, so let's fucking watch yep. them. But a lot of indie yep. horror films they don't get watched, so studios don't take the gambles to make them, and they're gonna say, okay, what's an yep. what's an IP? What's what's a franchise that we know will get asses in seats? Let's remake yep. it. The only way to what, stop what, remakes is to fucking support the independent films. Yeah. I mean, why do you think, like, you talked about earlier, like, I've never even seen it. Like, Leather, why do you think they keep making Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies that none of them are, like, none of them are pretty, very critically acclaimed, right? Like, no. Like, dude, ever since, like, and, and you know, it's funny. My first Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the Michael Bay film. It was like literally the first one I ever saw. Um, but guess what? Like those, they, you know why they keep making them? Because they keep making profit, yeah. right? And so like you you have these things where if you support things like Malignant and you support things that like, shit, man, things like Willy's Wonderland or, or like, and dude, I still think Host is one of the fucking best horror yeah. movies over the last decade. And it was like 50 something minutes long and shot over Zoom. Like it's, it's the stuff that needs to be like give it credit and go like you're talking about dude there have been so many cool little horror movies on shutter that shutter is scary that i'm like man I, these are fucking cool little movies i, I don't like uh-huh uh, i was gonna say that I, I, just, I get a lot of shit uh people seem to think that i love every movie because it, it yeah. the, the, the times that i'm ever quoted on like a blu-ray or a poster they usually pick the most like flamboyantly big one i'm on the cover of the host blu-ray that's my quote at the beginning the dread central one saying it's the best horror film of the last 10 years not because of that but because i genuinely thought that i like host scared the first time i watched it host scared me in a way that i hadn't been scared since blair witch in the theater yeah i dude i watched blair witch in the theater and i didn't watch that movie for 15 years after that yeah 
Dude, I yeah, that movie I had the VHS after it because I was like, so you had to have been about eighteen when that yeah movie, yeah because right? I was sixteen, out, yeah. and uh, that movie fucking terrified yeah. me because I I don't know man I feel like you and I be like like I can watch not much scares me when it comes to movies like jump scares will make me jump like I have <laughs> I played some weird independent horror games on uh, my stream a couple like uh, a couple Saturdays ago and like the jump scares I jump like a fucking baby when it comes to jump scare mm-hmm. stuff but like that's not like scare scare like right it's a it's, it's a well a done jump yeah. scare yeah yeah it shocks you like Blair Witch and fucking Paranormal both because of how they do that and how they make you 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 don't know what it is, what you're scared with your mind. That's what it is. And the host does the exact same thing. Yeah. Or host. I keep saying the host, but I which is a the, the South Korean film with the with uh the the jaws like thing. Have you seen the no, host? I love it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's I, we talked about that here recently and it was a good time. That movie is such a fucking blast and in and it's older and the CGI isn't great in it, but it, it still holds up and that movie is fucking a blast that's one of the things that we've laughed about on this podcast because josh and i've had the thing where at one point there was another movie called spiral like two years ago that like josh and i one of them was on uh uh on uh shutter and josh josh watched another spiral that was a different like so a lot of these lower budget indie horror movies have these names that are just kind of generic and you're like okay and we actually didn't even talk about that movie because he got confused with what we were talking about we talked about something else (laughs) and it was like it's it's just because these little movies don't have like and they don't have marketing campaigns and all Mm -hmm. that shit right and it's yeah so but hey dude uh, really quickly my headphones are dying like Okay. I, I charge them right before the show too, which is crazy. <laughs> dude, okay. Let's just wrap up then. We've sure, been sure. going two hours and eleven sure. minutes anyways, dude. And I would love to have you on again anyway. Yeah, yeah, anytime, man, for real. Yeah. Uh just plug your shit and I'm gonna put links to your Twitter and stuff in the uh 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 bio for the or the, the bottom of this episode, but uh yeah, yeah, sure. Uh yeah, if people want to get a hold of me, I'm usually on Twitter. Uh it's at Jerry is just okay. Uh, I write for uh, up until recently, I wrote for Dread Central, so I mean, maybe not yeah. visit there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. But uh, I write for Scream Magazine, uh, Council of Zoom, Wicked Horror, uh, the Film Score. I write about film scores uh, over there for them. I'm I'm all over the place. Uh, I yeah. I do music for movies, but I also make uh, instrumental music, kind of like just really ominous mood music under uh, Rainy Days for Ghosts over on Bandcamp. That I'm working okay, on. A- you have it. I'm working on a Yeah, you have an, L- an LP coming out, Yeah, right? yeah, on Halloween that, Day. Yeah. It's kind of like... Uh, yeah. It, see, I, I haven't said this is what it is because I don't want people to get hyped up and say it's a piece of shit. It's basically yeah. an EP if I scored Halloween. Dude, that's... The, that, that fucking... The this is the first, time, have, I've, uh, this is the first yeah. time I've admitted that. <laughs> but I basically watched Halloween without sound and just made music over a lot of it. And that's what the EP dude, is, but I'm I'm not telling simple. people that's what that is. Yeah, uh, that dude, it's okay. Don't not many people are gonna listen to this, and so you're fine. You're fine. There's gonna be like one dude that's like, "Fuck this guy." No, uh, <laughs> no, but like that. Uh, yeah, I'm working on a book that comes out next year. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm all over the place. But I I always love talking to people on Twitter. I'm I'm super approachable. Yeah. I fucking hate motherfuckers that don't respond to people. I try to talk yeah. to every single person that wants to talk about movies. Uh, dude, I I would love to be on the show again. I had so much fucking yeah. fun. So yeah, yeah, dude, anytime. it was a it was a blast, dude. And uh, 
I don't know how long Josh is out, so maybe (laughs) okay. So everybody else, let me wrap up. Murdermoose.com. We're Murder Moose Pod on Twitter, and I'm Rod underscore Johnson on Twitter. So come follow me, and uh, all those links will be in the show. There always are. But thank you so much, Jerry. I don't know what the fuck we're doing, but this is fucking fifty two. We've done this for a year, so fuck yeah. So everybody, thank you for listening. Have a good time. I'll talk to you guys later. And 